What's up, everybody? It is Friday, June 18th. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. You know the drill. Pat ran to do Friday Night Smackdown tonight on Fox at 8 p.m. It is truly a feel-good Friday. Today's show, we got Darius Butler in studio down at the Tampa Bay Beach House. Sugar Sean O'Malley joins the show. Ian, Ian Rappaport joins the show. Perfect way to send you into your Father's Day weekend. Let's get into it. What a day. It's always fantastic to get down here because the weather is incredibly hot. Uh, the beach looks fantastic. And joining us in such every other Feel Good Friday, shout out to CBDMD, ladies and gentlemen, nine-year NFL vet, Darius J. Butler. Host of the Man to Man podcast and also everything DB. We appreciate the hell out of you for joining us. Darius Butler uh, at Boston Connors here. Ty Schmidt is here. The camera working back there. We appreciate you, boys. Thank you, guys. one 833 4 is how you get involved in the show today. Bring it if you get on. We can't wait to chat with you. Two massive guests aside from just Darius, who has become a part of the show now at this point on and from Sugar Land. Minutes or so. He has a fight coming up, I think, like 24 days or something like that. Cannot wait to chat with him. Saw him bomb a football with his right foot just a week or two ago. Real, hey, like an actual bomb of a football. Yeah. Incredible, incredible punt. It was great for the brand. And the guy who was murdered the other day by Chris Long, Ian Rappaport, host of Rap Sheet and Friends, will join us in the one o'clock Eastern Daylight Time just to let us know what the hell we should be potentially talking about in the NFL world. Uh, I guess big story this morning, Miami Dolphins have got a slide in their facility. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah, it seems to be a two-story slide. 81-year-old owner, Stephen Ross, who did appear to look like a dressed-up bag of bones, yeah. slid down that thing and then, boom, oh, pops hey. onto the pad there. Absolutely electrifying thing to add to an office is a slide. I was once in uh, an office that had the slide. It was used, I was told, the first weekend. Yeah. And then <laughs> never again. Yeah. But the fact that they're adding a slide is like, hey, we're fun. We're having a good time. This is a good retreat. Good camaraderie builder. Hey, let's have a blast. Let's put a little. We're even a bit of a specialized Miami Dolphins pad to put down at yeah. the bottom. Yeah. That fits perfectly. Cincinnati Bengals still don't have an indoor practice facility. Mm. Dolphins are dancing around with fucking slides in house. The Cincinnati Bengals still don't have an indoor practice facility. Darius, would you be sliding on this slide every day if this was in your building? Uh, I mean, I, I, f I feel like it's better use for this money. Maybe like, you know, giving Xavier Howard a little more so he shows up happy while Ross. Come on, man, get uh, X back in the building. I don't free. know. Look at those. Those players look pretty excited. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's hey, true. That was, hey, hey, those employees of that man look pumped yeah. to uh, celebrate alongside yeah. his decision here to have the slot. Okay, to a building. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm all about it. Uh, I do believe this bucket of money is probably not the same as the X bucket of money. But with that being said, noted. There was one time I was in negotiation with the Colts and Jim Irsay had purchased a $2 million drum set in the middle of it. And I was like, excuse me, I'd like an extra 50000 yeah. They're like, no, can't do it. It's like, oh, that's different. Okay, I got it. I understand. Uh, speaking of money, there is a massive first half happening in the Euros today, immediately mm. following the Foxy flick that debuts at 3 o'clock, giving away another $1,000 and maybe even more Ooh, okay. uh, in that Foxy flick debuting at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, YouTube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show. Big shout to Foxy for his work, by the way. Immediately following that, though, is going to be a little bit of a grinder. 
for the mm. boys back in Indianapolis, the Hammer Down boys, who have been living on a heater that the world has never seen before in the sports gambling world. There's been somebody who's been successful for a long, long time in sports gambling, and he actually ended up going to jail for having insider information. Mm-hmm. These two stooges have no insider information. These two stooges just post up in Indianapolis and just let it rip after diving deep into the depths of delusion that the FanDuel Sportsbook has put out there. A lot of people think all those bets are a hustle. The house always wins. What Diggs and and Gumpy have been doing, finding bets that are locks, I think they're like 30 and 5 or something like that over the last few days. Absolute heater, absolute scorcher. The only one they're truly worried about right now, though, Gumpy for fan reasons because he loves England because he's been paying taxes to the Queen in Canada his entire life. Right. So he loves England. Like that's their, their team or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if if England wins the first half against Scotland today after the flick, they will win $10,000 the Hammer Down Boys in bonuses. Wow. Okay, the Hammer Down Boys will win 10000 bucks in bonuses. <clears throat> Diggs actually had to log into my account today back in Indiana, to put the bet in that I said I was going to put in because turns out the odds were getting worse and worse for the first half mm-hmm. money line, actually. I thought it was potentially going to get better. So I forgot that I was going to a state that didn't have it yet. Hey, Florida, let's fucking <laughs> Come go. On. Let's go, dude. Let this thing happen. Let's make this thing happen. And then Diggs logged in to his credit, did not take any of the money, did not cash out any money, did not transfer any money, put the $14,000 bet in this morning at the minus 140 odds or whatever. Mm. Uh, Hammered down, boys. How do we feel about England that first half in this massive... Be having to clean up the entire fucking office if Scotland wins that first half. Your thoughts, boys? Yeah, first and foremost, when we made this initial offer, it was minus 130. I'm sure Fandle heard that and was like, fuck, if Pat says bet, that bet's definitely going to happen. Yeah. And then when I went into your account today... Uh, and did 14,000 to win 10 on the minus 140. I had six people check. I put in thousands and thousands, thousands. of bets in my life. <laughs> yes. In my life. And I made everyone in here check to make sure that I did it right, even though I've done it a billion times. <sighs> If you're a fan, it feels like there's an AFC championship happening today <laughs> for me. Like, I am fucking, I've been pacing around and like just because of the bet and the money, and it's, I, I am jacked. I can't even imagine what, what Gumpy feels like right now. Yeah, there's no sleep last night, Pat. Uh, if they win this thing, there will be reasons for noise complaints at the old apartment yeah! building. So like, hey, hey, it's a rainy night in London, just the way we like it. We're bringing it home. England first half. Here we go, lads. Hey, rainy, huh? A little bit of an under. Probably going to be a cagey affair. Maybe oh, that ball's no. going to be skipping out there. What do you think? Maybe get a penalty for old airy side tackle. Hey, you know? wouldn't that be tough if it was a draw like most soccer has been? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and what we've I, been talking about. And I lose out obviously on fourteen thousand dollars. Right. Oh shit. They have to clean the office, and that's like ninety nine percent of what happens in soccer games. Yeah. And the boys back here aren't sleeping. They're ready to celebrate. Diggs gets nervous putting the bet in a team that he cares nothing about. Now <laughs> he has a direct relationship with because there's. Probably a couple thousand dollars yeah. coming into his bank. I don't know how they're going to split it. What are you going to do with the... How are so, you going to split it? Have you figured that out yet? I had an idea, and you were like, "This the bet is for the Hammer Down crew. And pretty much every single human being in the office has been on Hammer Down. And I thought, you like, maybe we should just split it amongst the office. And then you... you I mean, you, you fronted it, so you take whatever you want. But the rest of it, we split it amongst the office, office except for one human being. Evan Foxy, he gets fucking nothing. Oh, <laughs> you scumbag! 
Whoa, what happened? And also, there will be one share that goes to someone who is watching Hammered Down Live today right after the Foxy flick, which he does a great job every single week on Mr. Friday Night. Um, he came in here like he normally does, and he tried mushing the fuck out of this bed. He came in here, and he took Scotland uh, first half yesterday. Wow! This dude is demonic, bro. What is that? Why are you doing that, Foxy? Why do you got to do that? This is a big thing for not only, you know, the Hammered Down boys, their yep. fans, the whole office. How about me? How, how, how about the entire country of England, too? Why are you getting involved in this? I said I'm very excited for the boys. They can win a lot of money today. But you know what helps me out, Pat, is a clean office. And I want them to clean <laughs> nah, every single terrible. bit of that <laughs> office. Let's go, It's coming home to Scotland. Anything good is happening. People are happy. This scumbag comes and sits in that chair every goddamn time. He's crossed the line. Right. It'd be a real shame if an alligator came through that back fucking window and shot hey, his I heard there's no dangers off. over here by the way because we are uh, well, salt shame. yeah because golf's over here we got salt water do me, do me a favor then Pat put a puck in his fucking teeth <laughs> I do not have a stick down here I wish I did the last time we did that I started banging the ice uh, hammer down boys we'll check back in with you probably closer to when um, your money is either being made or the office is being cleaned by you guys. Appreciate you guys. Good luck out there. Thank you, man. Great heat. Fights on July 10th at UFC 64 against Lewis Smolka in a Bantamweight division battle. Uh, another right hand from Sugarland is inevitable. Uh, this person has become one of our favorite internet humans, let alone fighters. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, gentlemen the Bantamweight champion of the future, the undefeated when fighting... Actual fights. Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm jacked to be here. Hey, I'm jacked that you're here, dude. We got to fight a little bit away. What Are we, are we training? Mm. We're gaming? We're living? We're chilling? What's going on right now in your life? A little, little bit of everything. Um, gaming today. I'm going to take the day off. Uh, got sparring tomorrow. Three rounds. Um with three fresh people, so I'm basically fighting three people for five. I'm feeling real good. Smart. It's been a long, hard week. Sparring tomorrow. Um, yeah, I got I grabbed a large coffee on the way on the way here today because I knew I was gonna be on the show. Usually I get a medium, but I grabbed a large today. Let's go! Yeah. Yeah. Ah, enjoy feel it. it too. It's running through my veins. Yeah, absolutely. And I can see it by the way. It's coming through your voice. They're electrifying mm. every time you start to speak, pal. Thanks yep. to that large coffee and to you for existing yep. in general. But let's talk about your sparring tomorrow. Uh, three rounds, five minute rounds. New fighter every single round. So you're fighting fresh. Is that full fights? Is there helmets on? Are we hitting? Like, and is tomorrow a really big? Is the reason why you're resting for it is because this is like an actual gauge for you on what you potentially have to work on until July 10th or is it just you want to beat up everybody you fight no it's uh it's just a natural progression throughout camp you know i start at the beginning of camp one round um do one round do one round for a couple weeks and then two rounds um and now tomorrow will be three rounds um everyone does their you know there's headgear worn and we tomorrow's mma round so we'll use uh seven ounce puffy gloves and, and shin guards and, and you know you know you take care of your partner you don't try to knock them out to the head you go pretty much 100% of the body. I had one of the sweetest finishes. You know, you don't, you know, you're not supposed to talk about sparring, so I'm not going to bring up names. <laughs> but I had one of the sweetest finishes ever on Saturday. It wasn't a headshot. I try not to hurt. You know, you don't want to hurt your your partners. 
Uh, but the liver, the body is uh, is is pretty much um, good to go for everybody <laughs> when you're sparring. I had one of the cleanest body shots of all time uh, on Saturday. I just I wish I could post it, but it's just not. It's not. You're not supposed to post sparring rounds, but it was just so clean. Could I, you should blur the guy's so face. Blur the guy's face. I assume that there, there's a way. You, you. Yeah, there's a way you could do it without exposing it, old buddy for yeah. eating a liver shot. You know what I mean? Or maybe I don't know what the MMA rules are. It's uncouth or whatever. Uh, NFL practices just recently started getting posted. People yeah. even filmed because really? it was always the similar thing. I think now guys are starting to post it because I think it's just a little bit more understood. You crush, by the way. Mm. But let's Thank let's you. talk about your uh, comment. After the Nate Diaz fight, and by the way, you stole the show a couple of times, by the way, popping your head in there. Look good in the suit, by the way. Look at you all. Prof- uh, huh? 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 <laughs> I actually came in late because you weren't fighting, and I saw you poke your head in. And that was when I asked, like, hey, is this dude going to get his own solo camera? What the fuck are we doing? I guess you got one earlier. I wasn't happy yeah. about it. Yeah, they should have put me on a little later, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, they know. They know where the money is July 10th. They yep, know this whole thing. Exactly. You said, though, speaking of money, Nate Diaz lost that fight, right? And I don't know if this yeah. is why you said it, but watching along, Nate Diaz lost that fight. He had him out on his feet there, I think, at the end. I don't know if he didn't know or whatever the case was, but he was a draw. He'll be a draw. He'll, he had that whole place chanting for him forever because of the style of his fighting. You put out a tweet that said, you're going to put on beautiful performances. I think this mm. is, and by the way, the last time you had the guy dead with a left hand, you let him live. Hey. Pick him up. Mm-hmm. Let him live. So you can knock him out with a right hand so you can sell the merch. Another right, right hand from Sugarland. Do we still have the merch? Yeah, no, I, I had a different shirt, actually. But yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. Well, I'm complimenting you that you get it, Thank though. You. I feel like this yeah. is this is a real thing. Like, hey, in fighting, you have to... In, I'm in the WWE, you know, uh, you know combat promotion how you do it like i think you're so good for the ufc i assume they know that and if you put on beautiful performances and knock folks out like god damn i can't wait to watch you become champion for what the next 10 15 years of just mm, dominance yep you. yep next 10 years i think i said insanely beautiful performances okay sorry um sorry. no it's okay it's okay but i think they're gonna truly be insane i uh i feel like i just bring something different to the to the octagon when i'm in there i think it's just you know, even just watching fights on TV, it's just – I feel like I bring a different energy, a different level of excitement into into the octagon. And I was thinking last night, I don't know if you're too familiar with Peter Yan, yeah. um, the Russian. The he, He's not champ right now. I thought he won that fight. Um, he uh, didn't know the rules going into the fight and lost. But uh, I think me versus Peter in Russia is going to be an extremely huge event someday. And uh, it, it just – I think that's going to be a, a big fight. My way to – got to – Get through Luis Smolka. Um, I have I have a, a name in mind to call out. I'd knock that dude out, and then I think I'd get that Peter fight. So I'm just just working my way up, working my way up the ladder. So yes, are you young in the game? I should know this. I should have done more research. But are you young in the game? And do you expect like you expect that you have to get a couple wins to get up in there? Because I feel like in the fight game, you have no idea. You get a big win. It's like <laughs> I want the guy immediately after there that's almost a thing you are you young in this game is that why you're like i understand i still got to kind of go because for me if i'm dana i'm putting the strap on you immediately like hey let's get this guy up there but is it just kind of the process is that kind of how it all goes yeah i think a lot of people are expecting a bigger name um coming into this fight they gave they offered me luis smolka um which who's a ufc vet i think he's got 13 14 15 ufc fights um he's not the most well-known guy he's definitely a dangerous opponent uh i knocked out thomas almeida a lot of people thought i was gonna get a top 10 guy um including myself 
But, you know, they, they offered me Luis Smolka. I'm getting paid this the same amount whether I fight Luis Smolka or I say, you know, I don't even know if I can say no. I don't want to fight him. I want to fight someone else. So, you know, they offered me him. I accepted the fight. I just have to go out there, put his lights out the way that I do. And, and I and I just kind of hope that I'm going to, you know, you got to I got to say something clever on the mic. It, that's oh, part yeah. of the game. You get like I said, you get 15 minutes plus a little bit of time on the mic to, to say what I got to say. So. I think with a good performance and a good call out, I'll get the name that I want, and uh, you know it's up from there. Are you practicing your promo while tired, like tomorrow after <laughs> after those three fights? Are you are you practicing the promo too? So you, dude, that's a good idea. I didn't think about that. I gotta get my heart. I gotta hit like a couple sprints on the treadmill, grab a mic, and tra- that's a good idea. Make sure my heart rate's up when I'm when I'm trying to spit fire on the mic so there's a hilarious story about outcast outcast whenever they came out with stankonia and everything they were in high school they used to run laps around their neighborhood while rapping so that they could perform and do everything like that so they could do it then that once i got into the wwe and i started doing some things and then i had to talk afterwards there was a couple okay jesus christ i am dead tired the brain in the mouth is not as good i think i think the promo game is a big deal and you only get a couple times a year to perform so i I think we gotta you know what i mean you're the guy we need it yeah no i think i i'm I'm, have some ideas in my head right now i might have to go home after this and uh and practice those that was brilliant idea thank you hey no problem where's this (laughs) is your studio here yeah, this is my gaming house. My my little brother just moved down from Montana, so they're staying at the, my house, my gaming house. I just have one of my rooms set up to to stream and game. Um, speaking of gaming, I see I was uh, take I was taking some notes from your uh, VR boxing. Oh shit! I, I, have, a, I have a couple couple uh, uh, things that might help. Okay. Some ideas. All right. First I've been all, I've been watching your tutorials, by the way. Oh, good. So they, then you that should help. That should help. Um, cardio first thing, obviously you got to maybe get some more nasal breaths. You were heavily mouth breathing, <laughs> which is fine. I got it. It's, it's part of fighting. You get tired. Okay. Um, you can't fight with the shirt on. That'll, that'll fuck you up. Yeah. First and second of all. Yeah. That, um, yeah, you're right. You were, th- you, you have a nice right hand, but you, you. you got to mix it up. You can't throw seven in a row. <laughs> <laughs> At some point it's going to hit. You know what I mean? But I think if you mix it up, maybe... You threw a couple jabs in there. I did like that, but maybe double up the jab. That power and speed. I'm I'm serious. It was beautiful right hand, power and speed. But you got to, you know, maybe level change. Hit him with a jab up high. Maybe a jab to the body, and then come over the top with that right hand. Oh, um, I thought go. I thought overall though your performance was pretty good on, on the videos that uh, my little brother and I were just watching. Um, when you do switch southpaw, maybe uh. You know, work on your left hand a little bit. But other than that, I thought you, you looked good. Whoa. Hey, people are saying, more specifically, my opponents in the Oculus with their reactions to my punches. That left hand's got lightning too, pal. It's not, <laughs> it, does, oh. it looks it looks fast. You just didn't throw it enough. I think when I, I just saw right hand over right hand. Over right hand. <laughs> <laughs> left every once in a while, but I... I actually have never done that, and that looked very entertaining. That looks really. It looked like a good workout. Okay, seeing us today every Friday in the house is Darius Butler. He was in the NFL nine years. He was a teammate of mine. He just got the oh, Oculus yeah. 
two days ago or last night. He was boxing last night. Now he's knocked out nobody. I was talking, <laughs> but he looks. Hey, he looks really you good. Put it's me real. Out there like that, hey, no, no, not yet. Not yet. You haven't knocked anybody out yet. But it's real in there. He, he, nah. He's in much better shape than I. But it's like a great workout for you. Obviously, you don't need it, but it's awesome in there. Yeah, it's some good cardio, man. I was throwing. You know, I was working on my jabs. I wasn't just throwing haymakers in there. But um, you figured out the little glitches on the game to get knocks out. I, I figured out. No, no, there's I no glitches. No there's no glitches. Nah, yeah, 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 yeah. It is a real thing. Did he, he figured out a little cheat code? Yeah, he got one. some. Hey, do you, when you train there, okay, because I train in the Oculus, you know, that's, I'm, I'm fighting guys from the Philippines, I'm fighting guys from Mexico, you know, these guys. The toughest. And, and by the way, it's hard to make them bleed, they're robots, you know what I mean? It's, it's tough, <laughs> but, I, but I do that whole thing. Do you just understand that you have a good jaw or your skin or your body can take good hits? I don't get hit. Okay. All right. That's good. That's like a, you know, I think the biggest thing, uh. Who's that? Oh, sorry, my, Is that Dana my White? Oh, uh, mom. Okay, I thought it was Dana. The biggest thing for me, even since I started when I was 16, is like I didn't, I didn't like getting hit. That was always like the number one thing for me was how can I hit this dude and not get hit? And it's just I've created a style around that. Thankfully for me, I'm I'm long, lengthy. Um, so pretty much everyone I fight, I, I can stay at the end of my jab, at the end of my distance. And uh, you know, obviously I've been hit. You get hit. I, I do have a pretty good job from not getting hit so much but uh yeah the goal is to, to not get hit and not get hit once you know that's the goal and that's in my mind realistic that's how i that's how i plan on going i don't think hey what is the bantam because you seem to be very tall right in the bantam weight yeah and that's like um is that it's 136 or 135 pounds uh, with a pound allowance um right now i'm 155 pounds so that's pretty Shit. pretty average for for most fighters cutting 20 pounds walking around 20 pounds once I once I get up to 160, 162, I'll probably move up a weight class. But for for now, uh, bantamweight division, it, it's not easy. It's not fun to make the weight class. It sucks every time. Um, but it's just how the rules are. Or not rules. It's just how the, the the athletes compete right now is by cutting that much weight. Were you a wrestler growing up? That's what you just been spitting in the buckets and and doing no. the bathtub since you were in high school. No. How'd you get in this no. jujitsu fighting? Street fighting? I hated jiu-jitsu and wrestling. I, I, I got in just kickboxing. Just My buddy asked if I wanted to go check out a fighting gym. And basically, it was, you know, it was back in Helena, Montana. There's no legit coaches. There's no high-level um, coaches there. It was basically, you know, sparring every class. Hit mitts <laughs> a little bit and then spar. Um, and I was just naturally, you know, pretty good at it, knocking people out when I was 16. And I thought, you know, that's probably where I got a lot of confidence from was, was dropping people out at such an early age. I've been knocking people out for 10 years now. So <laughs> I'm almost too confident sometimes. Uh, go ahead, Darius. Hey, going going into a fight, I know going into games for me, um, music was important. I was a chill guy, slow jam type guy actually before mm. games. What type of music wow. do you listen to going into a fight and what, what where does that get your mindset? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, but before the, so once we get to the arena, um, I'd say about... If we're there for an hour early, I'll throw on some Jack Johnson, something slower, oh, something, something mellow, something chill. Um, just kind of breathing, getting into my breath. Um, and then I'd say about 20 minutes before, we'll switch it up to some some DMX. Okay. So, just, you know, we, we'll get gangster for a little bit. Okay, That's how I like okay. To get that heart rate going. I like to, you know, I feel we're going into it, you know, we're going into into war. So, no, the first, first half, chilling, getting into my breath. Um, and in the second half, I'm still feeling my breath. That's that's the constant. It's just constantly 
nasal breathing, feeling the breath into my air. And uh, but yeah, it's twenty minutes. We'll flip a switch, throw on throw on some gangster music, and feel just feel feel good. Must be nice to be able to breathe through your nose, Sean. All right, I don't know if you didn't ride a bike <laughs> into the side it. of a truck as a child. You know, it kind of <laughs> ruined my entire hopes and dreams. The um, when you're walking out to the cage, have you had a packed arena for any yes. of your fight? You have. Yep. It, it, and I thought of this as the Diaz fight was happening, so I apologize, but that's the most recent. That entire place popped for him. That entire place, as soon as he walked in there, that walk to a cage to go fight another human while a crowd is basically chanting to you to kill, kill, kill. How and that has to be fucking on. That's a tough high to chase, I assume. I don't know how many of those you'll ever find outside of that situation, right? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, my last. Well, I fought it. I'm fighting at T Mobile Arena again in Vegas. My, my, uh, I fought there March, um, last year i think it was right before covid so i fought it was like when the last event uh that had uh fans there before covid was was my last fight at t-mobile arena so yeah i kind of forget you know i made three walks in the silence at the ufc apex so you kind of forget what it's like uh, being at the fights last weekend was a good reminder um for me i'm always i do a really good job of you know i, I have one job i have one one mission that's uh stay calm stay focused get to the cage I, I enjoy the walkout i usually walk out pretty slow you know i, I take there. take a look around see see the fans hear the music um i do a good job of taking it all in um but yeah it's a big you know some people get let the crowd get to them too much get too hyped before the fight i like to uh save as much energy as possible for the for that 15 minutes that i have to go to war um so i don't get too hyped i do a perfect amount of a warm-up in the back where I'm not, so I'm warmed up. I'm not going to get injured in there, um, like I almost did when I punted that football. I didn't warm up enough, so uh, oh, yeah. I gotta, you gotta make sure I'm warmed up, hey. plenty, hey. and uh, make the walk. I want, I want to let you know, Sugar Sean. I hope our friendship grows and blossoms and continues. But if, if you would have got hurt doing what I did for a living. <laughs> That would have been that would have been tough for you. I think every conversation, you know what I mean. Like, Tingled for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it. I was like, oh, I warmed up. I thought I warmed up enough. I hit a couple laps, hit a couple stretches, uh, but realistically, it wasn't enough. Hey, you fucking bombed that thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that is ever something you do. Kickboxing, it makes sense. You bombed that ball. It's yeah. very impressive. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Sean, you just mentioned uh, moving up weight classes. Is your goal to be a double champ and have the bantamweight belt and, you know, the 155 belt? Or are you just going to, you know, see how it goes? Yeah, yeah, the bantamweight 135 and then the featherweights, which 145. But, yeah, of course, that's the, that's the goal. I feel <laughs> like I have, have a good uh, frame, a good body oh, size for that. Um, some people you know, don't have the right frame to be able to go from one class to another. And for me, 35 to 45 is only 10 pounds. Um, so it's, it's easier than going from like 55 to 70, which is, you know, obviously more, but, uh, yeah, that's the goal. Be bantamweight champ in the next couple of years. And i um, I mean, I'm going to be in this sport for probably another 10 years. So, we could be looking at a champ, champ, champ. Champ, champ, champ. And depending upon how comfortable you get at meals too. You never know. You might be able to, yeah, you never know. It might move up a little bit. I'm, exactly what do you eat nothing do you eat all year round do you just are you a grilled chicken guy no yeah i'm a i eat super clean i get my my blood tested my saliva my stool my pee um i get it all tested and i have a guy named dan garner he lives in canada he studies all the uh results that i get from from uh the labs 
according to what I should be eating. So I do that a couple times a year. Some food causes inflammation. Um, you know, I don't know the science behind it. I'm a fighter and a gamer and a punter, not a fucking, you know, scientist. <laughs> so I just, uh, <laughs> um, I listen to what they that. say. Right now I'm out of steak, eating a lot, of, a lot of beef. Right now I'm not eating beef or chicken. I'm eating more bison, um, we go. lamb, we go. turkey. So, so I get my, my blood tested, get all that stuff tested to make sure I'm eating the right foods for my body type um, specifically. So I eat pretty clean all year round. So Dan Garner's just saying, give me your shit, dude. Let me look through this stuff. You I know? just send my shit to him, and he just <laughs> looks at it and figures out what to fucking what I eat. <laughs> Sean, it's pretty obvious that you love what you do, and you know, like you're you're obviously a rising superstar in the UFC. But do you ever look at you know like the Mayweather versus Paul and like these kind of like celebrity sideshow fights and and think like ah shit, like it's it's tough to want to turn something like that down when the bag is just so big or are you just all focused on getting uh, the strap in the UFC? Yeah. Um, the, the Paul brothers, Logan and Jake are, are my buddies. I, I take inspiration from that. I genius, it, uh, by the way. Yeah. I, genius. I love it. I think they're, they're killing it. You know, one of my, before I got in the UFC, before I even started really fighting, I wanted to be an entertainer. That's what I wanted to be. And that's what Jake and Logan are. They were entertainers moving into the fight game. I'm in the fight game working my way up so I can move into the entertainment game. I want to, you know, be, do both. I have five, four or five more fights on my UFC contract. I have potentially some big offers from, from other companies that uh, that are more entertainment rather than, oh. um, you know, I, I, I see myself being in the UFC forever. It's just that hopefully, um, you know, I'll be able to get paid as much in the UFC as I will from another company that's going to be offering me a lot of money to do these kind of crazy fights that uh more celebrity boxing or celebrity fighting or whatever it turns out to be but yeah i love watching them i was excited fighting. for logan versus floyd i was I, I was i was excited i was i love i love it you said celebrity fighting is there a do you have a little bit of an ear to the ground that there's potential mixed martial arts celebrities <laughs> about to happen is that what's going to happen you think or you just think it's going to evolve eventually at some point it's hard to say with fight, real fighting. Um, boxing, you can get away with a little bit. It's just so much less that goes into it um, for celebrities that actually don't know how to – you can go train for two months. Like the YouTubers, TikTokers, go train for two months and put on a boxing event and be somewhat entertaining. Um, you can't really do that with fights. Um, if, if one person knows – uh, like a couple years of wrestling versus someone that doesn't have a re like that fights. That's not over. Be very that's over. So by the way, that's that's just absolutely over. over. That's that's just a scoop tackle. When's Pat getting in the ring? Ooh. I don't like getting hit in the actual face. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I agree. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not as quick. I'm not as quick as you, Bob. I would just eat it. That's why that truck got me when I was like, yeah, exactly. And I don't want to do that. And to be honest, I don't want to get. Was a booty up in the air? Yeah, I, I don't want to get booty up in the air <laughs> yeah. either. You know what I mean? That but, sound fun. But I do respect the people that go out there and put themselves into that potential position. I think I have a lot of respect for it. But I don't think the time has come for me yet. Let me knock out a couple more people in that Oculus and start mm -hmm. really feeling yeah. myself, and then I'll get going. Let's talk about the business here before we let you go. And I can't thank you enough for your time here. Uh, just what. 20 some days before your fight here july 10th one day before a massive sparring session to see mm. where you're at let's talk about the business because you seem to be a good businessman obviously gaming you're in the game you're entertaining content business you're incredible at it over there you obviously focus on it you have an entire gaming house your merch legendary you thinking about your merch in the middle of your oh, oh wow. 
where this shirt, the way that this shirt came about was, 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 I don't know, genius. Some might say, um, yeah. the sugar state athletic commission, obviously with that one fight that I, uh, got kicked to the perennial nerve, um, was, was wild. And, uh, but I talked to the sugar state athletic commission and they overturned it. They said it didn't count. That shit was, it doesn't so happen officially enough. undefeated so they, they, now. They overturned it. Officially, the record books even state now. The, the Sugar State Athletic Commission went on record saying that I am 13 and 0. Wow! Yeah! Yeah, it's a big Let's deal. Big deal. Hey, congratulations! That's big, uh, not. It's not just a big deal for you, but future fighters. Yeah, that's right. You know, in the yeah. future of the sport, when that potentially happens, and you can get caught, and the Sugar State says, "Hey, listen, yep. we got some Be stuff much. for you to make you feel better." Okay, you can blow some trees if you would like to, but also we're going to be fair and down the center here. Shout out to Sugar State. Uh, we're going to buy mm-hmm. 10, 10 of those. We'll give away ten of those shirts uh, if you tweet right now. PMS Sugar State. Hashtag PMS, then S-U-G-A, then S-T-A-T-E. We'll give away 10 shirts. We'll buy them and give them away. Thank you, bro. No, thank, thank you. you for your time. Thank you for your commitment to potentially getting bodied for our entertainment. And then also on Welcome. the other side, body bagging people for our entertainment. Yes. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah. Ho- hopefully we go. Hopefully we do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sugar Sean, I'm out. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys, man. That was awesome. No, you're awesome, dude. Thank you. See you, dude. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Need a strap on him. Yeah. Immediately. Maybe two of them. And that's yeah. the truth. Maybe three of them. Do you know that guy existed? Uh, of course. Come on, man. You d- Sugar Sean undefeated. 13 and 0. Whenever he did the. Uh- when he, I think that was when I met him, right? He had the uh, he had the braids, braids in. Yeah. I think he did like a shimmy at one point in the middle of the fight. The, I think he even did one of those. The braids were all different colors, right? Too. Yeah, yeah, the, it, yeah. It, and then the next fight he had, after that performance, the next fight he had, he knocks guy basically out left hand. Guy's out. He goes down. Literally looks at him and backs up. And the commentator's like, "What is he doing? Basically not taking advantage or whatever." Saying so like. I don't know how many seconds later it was. It was a right, and the guy was yeah. dead. And he came onto the show, onto our show, and said, "Yeah, I had him down there, uh, but I already had merch made, and it said another right hand from Sugarland." <laughs> so he let this guy. Oh, that's some legendary. Yeah, shit. that's oh, what yeah. I was, yeah. in the ring. This guy is like, "Oh God damn, I didn't <laughs> get up, get up, please." Come on, this guys. Is, this is ten to fifteen thousand dollars in overhead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and merch that I have already in the warehouse ready to ship out. Get up. Get oh, he gets up. Okay, thank God. All right, we're not throwing by the way, you should have just been doing what I did the entire fight, Sean. Right hand. Should just throw that right hand. Should just throw that right hand after right hand after right hand. Uh we gotta get to a break. We're back on the other side. Uh more conversation about what's going on in the world. Big thanks to Sugar Sean. I I'm, yeah, I'm a awesome. massive fan of that guy. Yeah, he's incredible. I'm a massive fan of that guy. And if you weren't watching along at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show, tell him the volume was really far down. That's on me. It's on here. It was turned down. I apologize. But uh, Jay, good work back there. Everybody back in Indianapolis, good work. And big thanks to Sean for joining us, man. He's electrifying. Yeah. Yeah. What's the other companies that are paying more that are more in the entertainment business? I don't know. got to be thinking about those, you know, the show times. Let's see what they're doing. That type of stuff. Imagine him just boxing these celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be so much That'd be fun. awesome. UFC celebrity he a, yeah, fights. He made like, a good point about that. That would not be good. See, I would, I would feel much more comfortable in that 
as opposed to a boxing thing. Really? No. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Against another celebrity? Yeah, I'm not fighting oh, a real okay, fighter. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's Against different. a celebrity? That's different, yeah. yeah okay. Like, okay, I am spearing this person. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. by the way, if they lift them up, okay, cool. We're going right back down to the ground. <laughs> I uh, that I think against a celebrity, yeah, for sure. that I'm is with something. You. I'm with you, yeah. But an actual fighter, no fucking chance. I mean, by the way, put on the Oculus if you're a real fighter. <laughs> you, can, you can break a couple legs. I think so, some, yeah, like with the kicks. kicking too. Yeah. Like, I think I could really get going. But I don't think you're you're gonna see me in a lot of those things situations <laughs> unless there is a hilarious guarantee on that thing. Yes. I won't pull a Canseco. I won't dive. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> no I, way. I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put up a fight. Yeah, you have to. The reason why I don't do it is because I have no idea how it would go in there. Because in the Oculus, it feels very easy. You know what I mean? When I just yeah. when I just line them up and knock them down <laughs> since the first time I put that on my head. Even Foxy knocked. Foxy knocked somebody out. out. Not oh, not yeah. not like just once. I know he's similar to D Butt. Did not knock <laughs> someone out the first time he played. D Butt, how many fights did you have on that throw yeah. of the fight? Have you? Up, how many man? times you been? We saw it all over Instagram. Yeah. I'm two story. and zero. I'm two and zero right now. Two okay? and zero. So you no fought, knockouts. You fought sloppy decision. I both, both went rushing. to the cards. In that tiny little workout gym, yep. you went to the cards. Yeah. Oh, couldn't be yeah, me. No. Couldn't be me. <laughs> Let's get to a break. Wow. Jeez, the oh my. The weights, what dude. is that? A crowd of ten? A crowd of ten? Small crowd. You? Small crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Give me money, boys, man. People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that. Testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30. In the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, maca, and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate you listening on SiriusXM Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio. I believe I'm doing some a, a pretty 
a pretty big event for Sirius coming up. Really? Oh. I think so. I don't Where? know how big it is, actually. I have no idea. I think it's just going to be on, like, uh, on the internet. I think. I don't know if it's been announced yet. Am I allowed to do it? It has not been announced yet. Breaking. I, I haven't seen it myself. All right, so I shouldn't. Breaking news. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I should, actually. I, I don't want to. It's pretty cool, I think. It's, yeah. It's very cool. It's really? <laughs> yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. I think it will big, be. This is a big event. I don't know if it's big, but I think it'll be a cool event, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. This, Let's is a, go. this is one of the first times that Sirius has kind of, you know, they put us in a commercial during the Indy 500 or whatever, Ooh. right? They had me and Aaron chatting, laughing yep. mm-hmm. as a part of the commercial, which was dope. Like, that was really cool because our relationship with Sirius is an interesting one. They license our show from us, basically. So we run the show. They license the show from us, put it on Mad Dog Sports Radio, mm-hmm. which is very cool. But we're not in there every single day. It's not like we're serious employees, you know? Right. So we don't get a chance to interact as much or kind of hear from people as much, I don't think. And it's it's literally, no, it's just we do our thing. Like, hey, they got their thing. We're very thankful for it. So when they put us in that commercial, it's like, yeah, that's really cool. Sweet. Hey, thank you for that. That's very dope of you guys. And now with this thing, I think it's even more like, Okay, cool. Like fucking. All right, so Sirius kind of gets it a little bit. Okay, here we Sirius, go. Sirius. It feels like Sirius kind of likes us a little bit. Good to know. Yeah, I thank you for people listening wherever the hell you are, whether it's in a truck, a, de- a delivery van. Um, stay awake while you're driving those vans. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Good lord. I just want to let everybody know that there is a story about the hundred and seventeen thousand dollar Jeep that I bought with a Hemi uh, a Money couple well couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Turns out. Turns out it ate a painting van last night at about 60 miles an hour while I was going about 35, 30. Yeah, right to the back, painting van. Boom, off the road, saws down some trees, a road sign, then cuts in front of me across the road into a front yard, basically. This mm-hmm. van right here Jeez. comes crashing. I guess the driver behind me fell asleep. It was a beautiful day. Look at this. Hey, look at the clouds. There's none of them. Wow. Look at the sun. It's shining. It was beautiful. I was in the Jeep. There's no roof. I was listening to some music. How you doing? Let's keep it moving. All of a sudden, close to my house, there, close to my house. I'm almost home. About to see the wife, then take off down here to Champa. You know? All right, there's a lot of good things going on. Wham! Right on the back of oh my God. What? Let me slowly say that I'm looking at this guy in his van right next to me while I'm on the road after getting whoom, I look to my right. He had swerved off next to me now at this point. I look at him, whoom, cuts in front of me. I'm like, holy shit. The dude came like I think it was like this far away from a massive telephone pole. Like oh. that that could have been why and by the way, this is why you gotta you gotta remember every time you step in a car, anything can happen. That's there. right. You never know. All right, look alive. It might it might be considered basic to you. You're doing the same drive that you literally do two times a day for the last four years. This is the roads you understand. Maybe get a little bit too comfortable. You have no idea. There might be a painting van behind you with 13 to 14 ladders on top of it that just come flying into you at like 50, 60 miles an hour, and you're almost home. You got to remember, you always have to be alert on the road, and you also potentially buy a $117,000 Jeep that's souped up to the gills that has a Hemi in it because the only thing that happened to your car after getting rear-ended at a pretty high speed <laughs> is a couple little nicks, a couple little scratches, wow. a couple little fixes. We'll clean that right back up to shiny Mecham Auto Auction ready. Uh, in the other car, obviously, you saw it wasn't just my Jeep in it, though. It hit, like, two trees, a road Jeez. sign. Nice. It was crazy, dude. Three, Probably four 
what was it about four fifteen probably with yeah, four yeah. o'clock yeah about four fifteen I think when that whole thing happened just out of nowhere glad everybody and was I, able to walk away man I bingo he, he was good by the way okay driver yeah. of this was good passenger seat was good neighbors all came flying out obviously because it was very loud uh, everybody seemed to be okay it was great outcome obviously for what could have been absolutely insane I think the driver fell asleep is the story that I was told uh, there sure. I was asked if uh, any damage happened to my jeep I looked back I looked at it and said. Of course not. No. <laughs> it's a tank. Of course not this fucking tank. That thing's probably out of commission forever. Oh, yeah. By the way, potential final destination while I'm sitting there waiting for the scene, it became a scene. I mean, it was very, it became a scene very quickly. Imagine if Jeep, no roof, that guy rear ends me very fast paced, right? By the way, coming in, he came very hot. Like, mm-hmm. it was very, very hot. Imagine those ladders that are on top of that shooting into the top of my Jeep final destination. Probably be hedging. Can't have it. That's what I'm saying. I thought about that while I was standing there. I was looking around. I was like, Holy shit. Oh, Imagine shit. if I fucking eat one of those ladders. This is insane. Happy everybody's okay. Here Me we go. Yeah. Just goes to show you and reinforce the fact that AJ Hawk should not be driving a vehicle. <laughs> this guy falls asleep behind the wheel. You see what happens. 415? 415. Nowhere not, near the time. Not quite golden hour. Not, but. Especially not in Indiana. Golden hour is at 10 p.m. Right. in Indiana right now or whatever. <laughs> you know what it is. But yeah, this guy falls asleep in... I mean, it was an insane situation. Uh, speaking of insane situations... This man joins us to talk about all those that happen in the biggest league on planet Earth. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, insider for the NFL and NFL Network and NFL.com, and a man that got absolutely assassinated the other day by Chris Long. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, host yeah. of Rap Sheet and Friends, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, Rap Sheet! What's going assassinated? on? Yeah, I killed you, dude. I don't, did you see it? He mur- I mean, it was a... Oh, slaughtering yeah. dude yeah full dunk on your face dude yeah i mean i wouldn't i, I guess i would first of all you can hear me okay right i don't have my airpods can you hear me all right oh uh, yeah you look cool by the way this is like kind of like cool you know business yeah. cash rap here friday you know what I mean? rap yeah, yeah friday feel good friday Ooh, rap yep. yeah yeah you friday, sound good it's the summer um yeah. i i would not say i got killed i mean it was a little bit of a drive-by I'll tell you what I did. <laughs> like, I I wanted to see I wanted to see a little more. What did he say when you were like, "Hey, bro, like that's my guy. Don't talk about him like that." Like, what was his response? Oh, whenever somebody on our show said that about you, there. Yeah. Well, I assume you did. So what? No, you, no, that wouldn't be said? something. I'm not really combative. We we actually talked about it afterwards. Yeah. We said it would really. It would be doing a disservice to the entire show if I got combative there because we never really show that much other times. You know, we're feel good. So we just let him kind of assume that you were somebody's guy in the room. Yeah. You know, he, he got it. He got he the knew. message. He he, yeah, he got the message. He, he understood. You're right, though, Rap. That, that was kind of how it all ended and wrapped up. He talked about his brother and talked about everything going on. It was a great conversation, but you did get absolutely murdered and we're happy to see you still around uh is there any news going on in the world right now we were trying to scan let me see if we got it all here right okay the dolphins have a new slide in their facility okay that's a big deal um there's pictures of julio jones catching footballs it is awesome hey what he is doing is incredible great receiver uh brandon staley's mic'd up he has energy. He's a coach. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let me get this straight. Peyton Manning's potentially going to Amazon. And maybe Calvin Johnson still hates the Lions. I think those are the only two that have been new that are maybe little needle movers. Anything you know about and anything we should be thinking about? Or are we in a very dead time right now? Yeah, I mean, I think we're in, I mean, cross my fingers, but I think we're in a pretty dead time right now. I mean, minicamps basically ended yesterday. There's a couple, like, things some teams are cleaning up, maybe a signing or two. 
Uh, Jets have had talks with Morgan Moses. Maybe they wrap that up today at some okay. point. Um, but it's really like everyone's getting ready to go away for the summer. So I'm getting to the point for me, like, where if I call someone, like if I need to call a coach or a GM, it better be worth it because that dude is going to be like on the golf course or like in Cabo, you know, hanging with Sean McVay or whatever. Like it, it's getting to the point now where everyone's getting ready to go away for the summer. So if something happens, you know that it's like really, really bad. Like when JPP had the fireworks accident on July 4th, like many, many years ago, like that kind of bad. That's what it would have to be to be news in the NFL probably for the next like four weeks or so. The rap when Calvin Johnson was going through and by the way, thanks for the uh, uh, heads up on that. We're actually taking off next, next week, not yeah. next week, but the next week okay. after that. You've and, earned it. Well, it's the first time in a long, long time. We're taking a week off actually. And I, I want everybody to enjoy it. We're celebrating Ty, but at the beginning of that, it just sounds perfect from what it sounded like from you there though. Ain't shit going to happen. So yeah. I'm pretty pumped about that. <laughs> right. I'm pretty Here pumped we about that decision. That's gonna, well, you're crossing your fingers for us that week. We cross our fingers for every other week. We hope something happens so we can continue to talk into microphones for three and a half, four right. hours a day. But this new stuff coming out about Calvin Johnson is interesting to me. And I don't know what you were doing when all that shit was popping off and you're knowledge of the subject and anything like that but calvin johnson uh, obviously had to pay money back to the lions and everybody just assumed that because that happened there was a bad bitter ending and some of us even joked that that potentially put a curse on the lions because they demanded money back an actual check back from one of the greatest players of all time who was good did that curse the lions and they did i guess they did the same to barry sanders before that but now it's come out that calvin johnson said he he wanted to go somewhere else they wouldn't let him so he was forced to walk away uh that is happening now because people are thinking there's maybe a a re kindling of a relationship with photos of him at practice i think with dan campbell so what is this what is the stance on this and will we ever see calvin and the lions back together and if he was going to go play somewhere else should we hate the lions for not allowing us to see more calvin johnson football because his highlights are spectacular and it sounds like there should be a lot more of those man there's so much here and uh, I was i think i was at nfl network when this was happened but this was happening because i think this was the remember the timing correctly i believe this was the beginning of bob quinn's tenure um at the detroit Lions. so just so people know like when when players retire regardless of the circumstances right when players retire decide to walk away decide for whatever reason they don't want to play for the team anymore their bodies have had enough whatever it is um sometimes they're signing bonus money that could theoretically be paid back generally in the nfl the team goes you know what don't pay us back the million dollars. Like you're a great player. You're walking away for whatever hey, reason. Twenty-five just, million to Andrew Luck, by the way, from Jim Mercy. I think it was twenty-five million dollars or something like that. And I was gonna say, I think that's the best and biggest example. And like, yes, Andrew Luck walking away or hurt the organization, but you would also argue that he helped the organization immensely. Also, like, yeah, I'd say he's a good guy. Like you know, like Jim Mercy is a good guy. It's good business. Right. So, anyway, the Lions made sure that Calvin Johnson knew that he had to repay the money. And I didn't specifically know that he wanted to play somewhere else. But I do remember there was a storyline the year after he retired where some teams were interested in trading for him. And he kind of wanted to come back. And the Lions were basically like, no, we're just not going to do it. Um, So I knew that happened after he retired. I didn't know it happened before he retired. But... I think, you know, you play for an organization that really has struggled like the Lions did. 
I think he he had had enough. But I will say this: if you if if this was, let's say the Calvin Johnson situation happened this year, and he was changed his name to I don't know Julio Jones, the organization probably would have traded him. Like we see players call their destination now and have a say in where they want to play so much more now. It just we weren't. Back we then, there yet. well, back then also, I think the big narrative was if a player doesn't like their situation, they're a brat because right. a lot of people dream to play in the NFL. They don't. So you're you're living out my dream. So the fact that you want to change that dream into a different dream, you're you're an asshole for that. And you're and that was kind of like a narrative that was real yeah. as opposed to potentially just being like, hey, listen, all right, you and I are not the same. We are very different. I am a very fucking good football player. I have dedicated my entire life to this organization. We stink. I would like to win. Can I go win somewhere? That would be awesome if I went to a better place. I'm even thinking about taking less money somewhere else. And I think that is why, I think with that being explained to people and maybe a little bit more understanding, why it's becoming a much more commonality. I I think that is a big deal because as soon as you get the fans to understand why, and not everybody still is ever going to. I mean, uh, there's players that are called assholes by their fans all the time. I mean, Packers fans are kind of doing it right now with Aaron Rodgers forever. Everything Aaron has done for the Packers fan base. He just wants to maybe, I don't, I don't know how that goes, but any player wants to go experience it somewhere else or play somewhere else, maybe closer to home, maybe a different place with a friend or something. And it's always like a big deal. Now it seems more on, uh, more common. Are there people around the NFL, though, that are scared that it's going to become like the NBA where there's just going to be too many super teams? And are those people uh, maybe thinking wrong and they should just be like, okay, I should build a super team then if that's what's going to happen as opposed to, oh, I'm pissed off that there's going to be super teams when they happen. Is it, isn't that what co- uh, competition's all about there? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it would ever be super team-like because there's what? salary. Buccane- Look at the Buccaneers. Jeez. Look at the Buccaneers. Right, but like the super team were like Antonio Brown kind of at the end, Gronk kind of at the end. You know, so like it was kind of like that. I mean, they were obviously very good anyway, but it wasn't guys. like Touch, that's three everyone. touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Yeah, hey, that was three touchdowns in the Super True. Bowl. You just said right no, there. No, that is a good point. But I'm just saying, yeah. salary cap wise, it didn't kill them. Okay. But there are people who I think are, you know, older people, older school people who are frustrated that players, star players, have as much say as they do. Like, you know, why does Matthew Stafford get to, you know, dictate where he plays? Well, I mean. Why would he not? I mean, right? Like, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. He gave a decade to a trying, struggling franchise. Obviously, it wasn't working. And that's what I liked about how the Lions handled it. They were just like, you know what? You are right. Like, we are going to get picks for you. You deserve better. We are going to amicably part. And, like, that was the playbook. And I kind of think the Falcons did the same thing. Like, you know what? We love you. We are going to make sure nobody trashes you on the way out. We're going to make sure you go to a place you like. We're going to get draft pick compensation, and it is okay. And it, and it is sort of a time of player empowerment in the NFL. And, like, the guys, a lot of the guys who are demanding where they play also kind of deserve a say. Yeah. So I think it's okay. Yeah, definitely, especially with the way the business is now and the access and content and the transparency of what moves the needle and what doesn't now has given a lot of people, I think, a much better sense of what their actual worths are. You know what I mean? So I think like that is that is something that is only going to continue to evolve, I assume, with the NFL growing and continue continuing to grow. Darius Butler, go ahead, pal. 
Rap Sheet, man. It's good to see you, man. Uh, so so way, you. way back in the day, coming in as young, my first first two years in the league, you were covering the Patriots, uh, you know, as, as a beat writer up there. And I know how much it had to suck dealing with Belichick on a day-in, <laughs> day-out basis with the media. When you got your national job with the network, how much different was that talking to other coaches, talking to other teams that actually, you know, give you answers? I want to answer that, but can I tell a Darius Butler story real quick? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Ah, we love this stories. This was something that I will never, ever forget. So, you know, Darius and I were cool in the locker room. It was real early for me covering the Patriots, and I hadn't really, you know, struck up any sort of relationship or whatever with a lot of players, but Darius is a good dude. Probably still is a good dude, I would assume. Yeah, um, and so we were friendly in the locker room. So he, is he gets released by the Patriots, and I didn't break it. I think Mike Reese actually broke it, but I called him up and to, you know, confirm it and to make sure it was true. And I sounded like I was like upset. I really was upset because like this is a really good guy who I didn't think deserved to be cut. And it was kind of it. It really sucked to me. Um, and so you hey. know, he confirms he'd been released and is like, hold up. Like, why do you sound like this? I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. He's like, stop. I was like. I'm not dead. I'm going to be fine. Like, you don't have to worry about me. You don't have to feel sorry. Like, this is a business. I will be okay. And then ended up playing seven more years in the NFL after that conversation. Yeah. I, yeah. I will never forget that. Yeah, D-Bot, yeah, no. Hey, real quick, though. Hey, real quick, though. Was that your welcome to the NFL moment? Was Darius Butler saying, hey, hey, hey child? <laughs> I, I was actually happy. I was actually happy that I was, uh, I was releasing and kind of getting a fresh start. Because um, as you know, that New England, it, it was rough. Once you get in that doghouse, it's tough to get out. Um, so a lot of people around, uh, friends, family, and, you know, rap. Hey, man, I appreciate you feeling for me, too. But uh, I, w- I was happy. I was excited to move forward, man. We were lucky. You went to Carolina? Where you Carolina were- first, and then uh, New- uh, right. Indy for my last six. It was awesome when you got there. I think you had a pick six your first day. He might have two picks the first day you were on the field yeah, or whatever. I was like, hungry, who the man. fuck is this guy? Well, this guy's awesome. <laughs> he went to Connecticut? Okay. All right, here <laughs> right. we go. But, uh, but uh, to answer your question, like, it was – it was different, um, you know, getting to know all the other coaches and, and kind of getting to understand the information was not like that other places <laughs> like it was in New England. Like there were people I knew in, you know, with the Patriots, like say like John Robinson, for instance, was with the Patriots and I was there. I would barely say hello to him when I'd see him like on the road at a deli because I was nervous that I would get him in trouble for talking to me. Um, now, specifically with Belichick, I liked dealing with him. Because you always knew what you were getting. The consistency was there. And if you had football questions, like as a reporter, he would always really answer them. So I I liked dealing with Belichick. The the lack of information was frustrating. And it was unbelievable when I, like, really got to know people elsewhere to be like, wow, like, sometimes people talk about, like, what's really happening in the locker room. And that was that was kind which of fun and interesting. Uh, yeah, dumb, yeah. by the way. Which yeah. Is stupid. yeah, that is very uh, – like, if you talk to anybody in the NFL, I think – now, granted – you kind of have to, and I rarely spoke about anything I was doing as a punter in the NFL on the internet because, you know, punting, the NFL has been around for like 100 years, and punting was never interesting, so it was nothing I really went off with, but those people that are very good at saying absolutely nothing to the media and just keeping it moving are awesome, but normally those people are, uh, their, their resume holds a little bit of weight so they can do that. Was Bill Belichick always like that? Was he always, because you said he would give you answers if you asked football questions. Is it just the drama shit that he's hated all these years? Or my favorite answer from him, whenever he was asked after a loss, 
you know, what they have to get better at. And he said, uh, uh, we got to get better at uh, first down. <laughs> we got to get better at second down. Both sides. We got to get better at third down. And we got to get better at fourth downs. <laughs> and then it was the next question. Like, what a fucking answer. Jeez. Like, hey, it's the right answer. Listen, we need, to get, wrong. Be- yeah. we need to get better on every single. Was he always like that? Or did that evolve as he continued to build that dynasty of just being the GOAT at both head coach and GM, by the way, which nobody ever says in that whole thing? Yeah. I felt that what he, first of all, like, my favorite is will be like, look, we just got to score more points. Like, what do you, the offense didn't do better. We need to score more points. And I'm like, you know what? You do need a score more. Uh, it's um, a game. It's not a game. Wrong. Um, I, I always took it as this. At some point early on in his New England tenure, he was like, players watch my press conference. And he never told me this, but this was always my read. Players watch the press conference. They get the message that they're going to be delivering to media through him. So because oh, he yeah. has the most, Very he's true. the most disciplined mm-hmm. interviewer I've ever seen or interviewee I've ever seen in my life. So he makes sure that he's on message 100% of the time, and he does not care what you think of him. So he is going to, if he has to give you the stiff arm, like he's going to do it to make sure his team knows that's how they need to respond to the media. He's just, because he doesn't care what people think about him, he's able to be disciplined 100% of the time and dictate, basically dictate the coverage that we use to to kind of report on the team. It's extremely fascinating kind of how he's gone about it. Yeah, those press conferences are seen by everybody in your building, not just your players, the other coaches, everything. It's like, okay, this is how we're viewing this week. My favorite one, I've told this story a couple times, Chuck Pagano going into the last week, we had no quarterbacks. Uh, Andrew Luck had died that week or that year. Matt Hasselbeck also died. Uh, Charlie Whitehurst, he died. Somebody else died. So we had no quarterbacks going into the final weekend uh, or the final game. We had no playoffs on the line either. Funny funny to find that out either as well. So it was a game that was like, okay, we, we don't have – we're going into a game with no quarterback. We have no hope. Let's go ahead and enjoy this. And Chuck's big thing was, hey, listen, we're going to win. We're going to get a win. This is what we're going to do. We're going to end this whole thing. And in his press conference, he was asked about the quarterback situation because at that time they had not even signed a quarterback yet. This is Tuesday. Game's on Sunday. We have no quarterbacks healthy on the roster. He said, you know, we're we're putting some things together here. You know, we're going to give Pat McAfee maybe a package. And I was watching. I was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> no, you, I am not getting a package. Okay, I just saw three quarterbacks die out there. I There is no chance. So the next day, literally, we're walking in the hallway. And I'm just like looking at him like, you have something to say to me? You know, he's like, good morning, Pat. Like, hey, we're going to go win, you know, Chuck, like classic. Like I'll beat him. Like, hey, what was that quarterback package? You a pretty good joke, huh? I was like, joke. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I thought there was a chance. He was like, listen, Pat. I, I now it's not the time for you to play quarterback. <laughs> Something like that. But it was those press conferences set the tone for everybody. Who'd we? Uh, we ended up with uh, Freeman. We had Josh, Josh Freeman. Freeman. We had Josh Johnson. Josh had, uh, Freeman. Josh Freeman. Had, uh, yeah. And who was the we? Uh, Finley. I did not remember that. Ryan, Ryan Finley? Finley. No, we, he was on the team at some point. I don't know if it was him at that time though. But one of them learned the um, two minute. I think it was Freeman learned the two minute, mm-hmm. and then the other one learned just the offense. So the two minute. And I did. By the way, I did that week. Hey, like the whole, I did actually a couple, you know, full thing. And I was like, he's, if you get in, we're just going to run it or whatever. Don't worry about it. We just need somebody to take the snap or whatever. And if that's that when ha- I realized that thing on Madden, you know, like Madden, like the punter, it's like your third, fourth string quarterback. I'm like, oh shit, it's real life. It's real, yeah. yeah. It's past really out there going through a cadence. And, and by the way, it's because, you know, cadence and like potentially having to take a snap, but 
the quarterback center, I, I've been doing that college. They had me do a couple of those too. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I know it, I get it. I'm not going to fumble it hopefully. And maybe they just, but if that ever happens, by the way, and it happened, I think for Tupa, who was a quarterback and then he ended up punting like the Darius Butler's on the team. And like the other guys who are the best athletes on the world. What after one or two series, I assume somebody's going to be like, all right, don't you think you can maybe put me in shotgun? I could just yeah. maybe, I assume it wouldn't last long, but when Chuck said that, I fucking lost it. Yeah. We won that game though, by the way, Let's go. we won that game that week. Uh, did you? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we won that week. Somehow it was insane. And he was playing for the, um, what's that Island in uh, New York that doesn't get talked Staten, Staten Island. Island it was like the Staten Island something it was some amateur football team he was playing on like two weeks or three weeks beforehand one of the quarterbacks was and Chuck's like we won with the fucking Staten Island yeah. da 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 <laughs> go ahead Ty Rap sheet. I think it was on NFL Network you were saying that you don't think there's going to be any resolution in the Rodgers situation until like the end of July is that just what Packers fans should expect now and I can kind of tune it out because I think a lot of people assume that we would at least get some you know information from uh, the golf event on July 6th but nothing's going to happen until late July no matter what yeah I mean that's sort of just my read on the situation I mean I'm I'm gonna be watching the golf and first of all that course looks amazing second of all like there's going to be some funny stuff like you know they're not going to take it easy on Rodgers which I appreciate so that will be fun but he seems to be enjoying his summer. He seems to really like not having to do football things. Um, if there is going to be a resolution, it's only going to be when he wants. So he's not going to want to do anything Packer related. I don't think until right before training camp. And plus like there's no reason to come to any agreement or fix anything at all now, like, cause there's no deadline. Same reason that, you know, the players who are franchise tagged and could do deals like very few happen now They all happen like July 14th because there's kind of no deadline. There's no reason to. So for me, like get through the summer, tune in right before camp and see what the resolution is. So didn't Aaron tell us last year he didn't start throwing until July or something? Yeah, something like that. Really? Yeah, he said something about he didn't throw until July. And I think early in our conversations with AJ and Aaron, AJ made a joke at Aaron, it felt like an inside joke. So let me go ahead and try to dissect it here. Where there was a quarterback throwing. I don't it wasn't this year, it was like maybe last year or two years ago. Somebody was doing a workout on the beach. I don't remember if it was Lamar when he was out there, when he jumped over that jet ski or whatever and mm-hmm. scored a touchdown. I don't know if it was Tom doing something or any of the other potential quarterbacks that were throwing a ball on the beach at the time. And AJ asked Aaron a question about the time when they were throwing and basically mocked like Aaron not liking to throw for certain times. And I think we are potentially, I don't, I don't know if we were in it for the entire thing because he would come back for OTAs, I assume. But last year, I think he got his first real chance to do like what he probably had always wanted to do with his time off and then a lead up and then kind of do his own thing. And he said he felt better yeah. than he's ever felt. So it's like, I'm not 100% sure he missed any football that he would normally have like in his mind, although OTAs do serve quite a purpose and a point. I think throwing wise, he told us he won't start till July or something yeah. last year. And I was reminded well, that of somebody that tweeted us the video and like, Hey, he said this last year. I forget who it was. I appreciate you tweet me that. So that kind of may- adds a whole nother turn to this and twist to this. What if Aaron literally wasn't listening to any of the hype that was going on? He was oblivious to everything. Is that, is that potentially what happened? No. Well, first of all, I remember last year when we were going through the sort of what's the NFL going to be like in COVID, what's the offseason. If I remember correctly, I, I'm Tom Pelissero told me this, reminded me of this, so who knows how accurate it is. 
But he was saying <laughs> that Rodgers was exactly. pushing for like a really late start of, I think, training camp. Like, didn't want to start any training until like late July, like at all. Like, I think it sounded like that's where he was kind of most comfortable, was just not doing anything, which, you know, he's one of the best players to ever do it. So if that's good for him, then I think that's, he should probably, um, he should probably keep doing that. But, you know, I would imagine he's hearing all of it, just knowing how much he cares about this stuff. I would imagine he's, he's hearing all of it, not caring at all, probably laughing at a lot of us. And saying um, Taylor Swift. Because he knows yeah. so much yeah. more than we do about the situation. And, like, we're all – there's nothing else to talk about, so we're all spending time doing it. And he, meanwhile, he's picking out great T-shirts to wear for his – Great promotional, appearance. great shirt, great, uh, great shirt. line in the middle of that virtual press conference as well. Can't wait to watch and see what he says and see what we make of it because there's probably going to be nothing else to talk about then. Uh, there was a little bit of a news yesterday that kind of, you know, felt good. There was an earthquake in the middle of America, by the way. Yeah. Yesterday. Oh, no. Okay, so I hope everybody's okay. Hope that really. Uh, and and oh, there yeah. was an initial thought that that earthquake, and, and thankful that everybody was safe, was it was maybe. Uh, George Hallis uh, rolling over in his grave because there was a chance that the uh, Chicago Bears were going to become the Arlington Bears, you know, with a, 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 a raceway property purchase uh, looking into the future from the president and CEO, Tom Phillips. And, and when Ted, Ted, Ted Phillips, listen, when Ted Phillips starts saying, Hey, we're buying this, it's nothing. Uh, we're just uh, kind of looking at every possible option. And then you start piecing together the Patriot place up there, which I think has a casino, a plaza, a mall. And you look at the Cowboys and I'm assuming Las Vegas has a hell of a setup around there. They have nightclubs in there. You look at all the money that is made from owning the space, not just the stadium, but around it. So you can take, every dollar that people spend on the weekend to yourself for your games you say to yourself oh my god are chicago bears about to be the arlington fucking bears is this really gonna happen especially when the bears come out and the initial report out of bears fan faithful was oh it can't happen oh my god and then it started rolling out they don't own soldier field they only lease it if they were to own it it's actually better for business blah 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 but then mayor lightfoot came out and dropped an elbow off the top rope on the bears both basically (laughs) proclaiming her love for the bears Mm -hmm. and for the city of chicago while also saying, and y'all motherfuckers need to stop worrying about moving within the city. You guys need to figure out how to start winning a little bit more. And this is obviously in in the middle of a massive negotiation, I'd assume, for a new stadium. This always gets ugly. There was reports plenty of times when an owner was looking for a new stadium, they'd hop on a helicopter, they'd go fly over Los Angeles, then they would fly back. Somebody would report, probably you, this owner was seen in a helicopter flying over a property that could become a new stadium. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the negotiation with the old place is done. There's a new stadium, new tax dollars probably going in there, in a beautiful place being built. Do I have this right that this is just negotiation here by Ted and by the mayor? And do you see anything happening before 2033, which is allegedly how long that contract is in place there in Chicago? That was a fantastic synopsis. That's what I do. I don't win awards, but that's what I do. Thank you. There was some sage burning in here earlier. I got a chance to really, you know, try to connect the dots, but did I miss (laughs) anything and how do you see it playing out? Yeah, so... I would say your first point about how much money they can make from all of the other stuff is massive. I mean, the Chicago Bears 
one of the marquee names in the NFL, should be like extremely valuable. One of the most valuable franchises in the NFL, top three. Uh, and it's not quite like that because you mentioned they don't own the stadium. They're, they're currently in negotiations with the city for more improvement, but improvements. But it's and it's a small stadium. But still, it's not going to be like all these other unbelievable new stadiums like Minnesota or Vegas or L.A. It's just not. So until they get a state-of-the-art amazing stadium, they're not going to be making as much money and be as valuable as they probably should be. So, yes, it's negotiations with the city. Yes, this could end up like last time where it's basically just using this to kind of prod the city a little bit and get more favorable terms. But I kind of get the sense that at least this is a real consideration. Oh, they got a lot of fans in the suburbs. They would build a Patriots place type situation. Smart, um, smart. They make a lot more money. It actually, I mean, I I love Chicago, so I I want everything. Oh, you're in with Ted. God. Hey, Mayor Lightfoot's gonna come out and murder you again. You're gonna die. You got nine lives if you're a caddy, and you're gonna have two of them taken this week with Chris Long and Mayor Lightfoot if you do what you're about sense, to do though. here. A move does make a move does make sense. Like it, it oh, and I, and the crazy thing is, Arlington Bears. Arlington it would hurt the Bears. city a lot, oh, but fans would love it. They'd love the stadium. The Arlington Bears, too. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, rap sheet. Uh, Bob Anderson and now also Christian McCaffrey have come out with some glowing reviews on Sam Darnold. Is this a whole new Darnold down there in Carolina? And should I bet on him to win Comeback Player of the Year? Come, is it can a comeback player that? of the year? I don't. He wasn't hurt. He played last year. He just, just stunk. He just. But he stunk. <laughs> so you can you can win it if you're terrible. He stunk. He, he was hurt a little bit last year. But was he? he? Yeah, he's. Yeah. Didn't he, was Could you imagine you get comeback year, player of the year? Could you imagine you get comeback player of the year in the NFL if you were good, <laughs> stunk for two three years yeah. and then had a good season yeah. again and everybody, your peers and everybody in the NFL was like, yeah. welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> That would be wild. I don't know if Sam was hurt. That is rude that Sam had to get that. But we have no idea if Sam's going to be good. But everybody's talking about him. They're on his team, so they have to talk him up. They're wide receivers and running backs who catch the ball out of the backfield, so they have to talk him up. But is this real down there? And what are the expectations, you think, around Tan for Sam Darnold? I, I don't know if it's real yet, but I would say, like, him him winning comeback player of the year is really pretty hilarious. But I guess stranger things have happened because he is clearly coming back from something, which is, I guess – not realizing his potential or whatever the Jets, you know, the Jets situation last year was not the easiest to succeed in. So maybe coming back from that, but you know, the early returns are good, but I I will say this, like, I think for the Carolina Panthers, they are not treating this. Like we found our franchise quarterback. We're done. This is our guy. Look at what they gave up for him. It wasn't a lot. Um, They're going to, you know, they, they, I know strongly considered taking the quarterback in the draft. They're going to look at every possible, uh, avenue to improve the quarterback position. Darnold is an option, uh, a really intriguing one, just because of how incredibly talented he is. But he hasn't put it together yet. The tape last year wasn't very good. Um, he seems like he's played better in minicamp this year. But you know, to really get to that next level, you got to do it for an extended period of time. Play at a really high level. Get your teammates knowing you're the guy. Like there's, there's a lot for Sam Darnold to do. So I think the early returns are good, um, but. He has to do probably a lot more to get to where he probably should be, considering where he was drafted. Diggs back in Indiana. This guy is your biggest fan rap sheet. He would have actually told Chris Long not to say what he said if he was in the room yep. whenever Chris Long said it. He was not in the room, so he was out on the catch looking up winners for uh, Hammer Down. Go ahead, Diggs. Love you, rap. Um, yeah. 
So this yeah. week, Matt Canna came out and said that they are going to do on offense whatever Ben wants to do. Have you heard anything out of the Steelers? Like, did they just hire an offensive coordinator just because they had to? Or, or what's the situation going on there? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that and laughed a little bit. That is not reality. Like, it, it really is, with all due respect to Matt Canna, like, I don't, you know, I know he said what he said, but that's not reality. Like, they're basically putting in a new offense um, they're going to make sure to tailor it around Ben's skills. And they know enough now that when he likes to play, he is going to do it better. And they probably should run that. But this is not going to be kind of probably like it was the last couple of years where let's just make sure Ben's happy. This is going to be a very new offense where everyone has to learn it. And like Matt Canada is has really been a curiosity in the league. Like before he was hired, he was the guy that the NFL coaches would go to to learn about all these new cool things you're doing on offense. And then the Steelers hired him and now made him OC. Like, I think the offense is going to be really, really good this year. And I think Ben is probably going to have a comeback player of the year type season. Who's telling you? He really, could have really won it last good. year. They won 11-0, by the way, fresh off of Tommy John. Mm-hmm. Then the whole thing collapsed once Evan Foxy became a fan. But what? who's telling you this? If the offensive coordinator, okay, and this is what I find fascinating about your job, AirPods in or AirPods out on a Friday or on a Wednesday. <laughs> who's telling you that the offensive coordinator who did a press conference and saying something is completely lying? How do you find out that information? Like, how I, literally, I wouldn't say he's. I wouldn't say he's lying. I would just say that's probably not what he meant to say. Would be my best oh, way of okay, saying got it. it because, got it, like, it. obviously, they're going to do what Ben is best at because he is a very good player and the quarterback and has played twenty years. I just don't think it's going to be. Let's do whatever he wants. He is going to install his system, which has been extremely successful on a couple of different levels. And and some of the stuff that he put in with the Steelers last year sounded like Ben really liked. Um, but this is not going to be just whatever Ben wants. It's going to be, put it in. here's the system. Let's find what Ben does best in this system. One through 11. Hey, Ian, when when did – yeah, Diggs is saying what he's hoping, obviously. When when did Matt Canada put this stuff into the offense? Was it was it late in the season, beginning of the season, when earlier in the season? When was it? Uh, I would assume it was only during the 11-0 and 0 part of the season. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. That's, see, that's sure. what Diggs is hoping for back there. Um, we appreciate you, Ian. Have an incredible weekend. What do you got? Anything cool? Um, I got some – I got some T-ball. I got some second grade Little League. Uh, I got some soccer, and I got some grilling. Okay, good luck out there. I bet you're just a grill master, dude. You get that Traeger to work mm-hmm. out there. Hey, that thing can bake, roast, what? barbecue, what? braise, what? grill, what? and cook what? anything. Yeah, anything. We'll be anything. Shout out to you, Ian. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. All right, so I think what happened there, Diggs, if I was reading through what Rapport said accurately, is Matt Canada gave an answer that he thought would, you know, be the right answer. Ben loves this. Hey, I love Ben. I'm supporting Ben. And then all of a sudden, all the Steelers fans said, no, 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 no. We don't want, we, we don't want, we don't want Ben calling all the plays. That's, <laughs> no, what, that's no. what we've been had the last couple of years. And I assume he just maybe didn't know that that was going to be the reaction. That's why Ian Rapport's coming out and saying that wasn't what he meant. Is mm-hmm. that somebody, you know what I mean, Diggs? Is that what you think happened potentially? Yeah, I agree with him there. And, and anything's going to be better uh, than old Randy who uh, got rid of because I, I saw from Stats Guy who we used to have Warren on. Sharp. Every, you Warren Sharp, Stats Guy. Um, 
that under center they would run the ball 87 percent of the time and then when they were in shotgun they would throw the ball like 87 percent of the time so just everyone knew exactly what they were doing so it, it's it has to get better okay well i hope it does for you steelers fans out there thank you but uh i gotta log back into this thing um I wonder how rap sheet is at t-ball I think his squad's pretty good. Uh, he's stern but fair, I've heard, with the kids. Oh, oh, I thought it was his team. Oh, he's playing. I thought he was batting leadoff, yeah. Oh, he could be, huh? What if he's the Shohei Otani of fucking T-ball? That's what I mean. He could be. He just burned one down the middle at uh, for the Mets the other night, yeah. throwing out the first pitch. Ooh, rap? rap yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, shit. I wanted to ask him why the hell he had a catcher's mitt out there. <laughs> God, yeah. call him, call him, call him, call him. And why he wasn't call him. on the mat. You're right, because as soon as we saw that photo, yeah. that was this week? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Call him. So yeah, what the hell is this the... guy doing? Because that was, as soon as you see the photo, you're like, oh, good for rap. Why is he? Did someone tell him he has a catcher's mitt? Yeah, what that, is that? He's going to get... He's going to get mocked. Yeah. He's going to get mocked for this on the internet. That's an immediate thought. Is he on? Hey, hey rap sheet. What's up? A little bit more casual, kind of sitting down. <laughs> no. you know, you know, oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. No. Oh, there's the bulldog, yeah. by the way. People were asking yeah. for that in the comment yeah. section. Saw the bulldog there. Um, quick question. We didn't get to it. We do apologize that we had to call you back here in the middle of your Friday. Yeah. Why... why Why'd you have a catcher's mitt there on your hand while you're throwing that opening pitch? How'd that happen? What what did we do there? Is that the only one they offered up, or did you bring that one? Hey, you've had that one since you were in Little League. Is that what happened, or how did we get to a catcher's mitt there uh, on the hand there? Shoes. Yeah, great fit. Great fit, dude. Great fit. I'm sure the throw was good as well, but the catcher's mitt really uh, really got us all kind of uh, befuddled. Yeah, it did. And why didn't you throw from the rubber? Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, They. They said, do not step on the rubber. They said, you can go anywhere else, but don't. Bro, you go in there. It's, hey, hey, you got that catcher's mitt too? You take out a catcher's mitt? You fucking get in there. <laughs> yeah. This is your moment, dude. Are you kidding me? Go ahead and fucking so, hammer that thing. The other thing is, my you had to bring your catcher because of COVID. You had to, like, supply your catcher. So my wife was doing it. So I don't want to throw that, like, sink piece that I got and hit her in the shins and embarrass both of us. Oh, uh, you might go 12 to 6 on her. Well, yeah, smart, smart. Um. So anyway, uh, the reason I brought a catcher's mitt is very simple. It's because uh, I've been a catcher my whole life. I mean, technically, I don't really play baseball anymore, but I've always identified as a catcher, and that is when I play catch, that is my mitt. So like in a moment that sometimes could bring on high stress, you got to stick with what got you there. Yeah. The catcher's mitt yeah. has done some great things for me. Yeah. Brought that out to bound to make sure that that was there with me during that tech break. Hey, in those high-pressure moments, you're always going to rely on your fundamentals. That's why practice is so important. That's why technique is so important. And that catcher's mitt, it got you to where you need to be. Ladies and gentlemen, he's in the NFL now. Ian Rappaport. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions. Hey! millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. 
Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication last week between myself and FanDuel. We worked that out. That's kind of how things operate whenever you're in a business relationship with each other. But even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel, it'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel, shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Hey, this is a big-time hour here. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things that are about to take place in the next 58 minutes. Let's go. 57 minutes now. Wow. Okay, 3 o'clock. A brand new documentary debuting from Ad Evan Foxy at youtube.com forward slash the Pat Maxi Show. Foxy. If you're watching this show live, you will be immediately redirected to it, I believe, if the YouTube analytic function stat technology thing works properly. And we can't thank you enough for watching along there and, and trying to win the money that we're giving away at the end of that. You know, Foxy likes to deliver a little bit of an expensive treat to the viewers uh, in Phil's pocket at the end of every documentary. And I can't wait for you to watch it. And then after that, Hey, listen, after that, the Hammer Down boys at youtube.com forward slash Hammer Down are going to watch England and Scotland in that first half. If England ends up winning it, if they're up one nothing, two nothing, three nothing, four nothing, five nothing, won't happen that. If they were winning, though, at halftime, the Hammer Down boys, while watching along live, will win $10,000. Wow. If Scotland b- wins the first half over England and it's not coming home at halftime, Everybody that is on camera at youtube.com forward slash hammer die knows that they are going to have to wash and clean the entire office, which is going to be a nightmare. We're coming out of a quarantine where everybody was kind of locked down, separated from each other. We kind of took care of our own little spaces, some much, much, much better than others. There's going to be a lot to clean up there. That is literal penthouse to outhouse situation in one half of soccer, which is tough to watch, but with a lot on the line, we will enjoy that. Then tonight, Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio in Hell in a Cell on Fox SmackDown, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Found that out last night that that was going to be happening tonight. We're talking about potentially the biggest SmackDown in the history of SmackDowns. And I'm not just talking about with my nine-week run here that I've been on. I'm talking about in the history. A Hell in a Cell match is saved for pay-per-views. You've seen the clips when Mick Foley Mankind gets tossed off the top in Pittsburgh by Undertaker, falling over 20, 30 feet into a table concrete floor losing his tooth and everything like that then getting tossed through the top of a cage a couple times blood brutality carnage all of this roman reigns the universal champion will fight Rey mysterio an absolute icon future hall of famer in the wwe live on fox smackdown as opposed to this weekend at hell in a cell which is a pay-per-view only available on the cock Peacock. Uh, This is a big night. And then, by the way, the first federally signed Juneteenth weekend. Let's have a fucking good one. Listen, I am all about a good celebration whenever, however, whatever. 
But whatever we learned about Juneteenth, I think as a society, a large majority of us at least, which was something that was not cool at all, the fact that it just got signed in, I think is an incredibly awesome moment for us all to celebrate together. I think it is a cool thing. There's people that hate this. They think it's whatever for whatever reason. And I think it potentially signifies a massive mistake that was made for a long, long time in the country that we currently live in. But I think that's life. You make mistakes, you learn from them, you move on, you grow you mature the fact that our country is at a point now to celebrate something that was a massive mistake at one point is not a bad thing it is a great thing this is a cool thing and in for as much as i uh have a real you know i feel like a connection to this with the life that i've lived and the opportunities and the situations i've gotten to see uh through both being in a college football locker room an nfl locker room having good friends from all over the country being where i was from which is a working class town majority white some trash you know some good but the fact that i got a chance to see things i think the world coming together is a beautiful thing but it is not something that everybody's like, let me hear what Pat McAfee has to think. Darius <laughs> Butler is here. And Darius, I want to let you know, I'm fucking pumped about Juneteenth becoming a holiday. I'm pumped about Juneteenth weekend celebrating. For you, I would assume this is something that is, and now this is me maybe potentially being racist thinking this, <laughs> but this is, uh, I assume this is a massive thing, not only for you, but for everybody. And I think it should be viewed that such that this isn't just a black celebration. This is a entire country celebration, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, def it's definitely cool. Um um, I, I didn't know about Juneteenth coming up. Okay, um, so this isn't something that... Yeah, it was... I felt like a stooge, by the yeah. way, for not knowing about that. I think a lot of people maybe felt guilty, like, oh my God, I'm a terrible person for this. This is something that was maybe not talked about for a long, long time anywhere, right? Yeah, I mean, in, I mean, in general, honestly, you know, black growing up in this country, you had to kind of do your own due diligence research about, you know, your true history. Um, so, you know, understanding what happened, you know, the, the slaves were free. With the uh, Emancipation Proclamation, I believe in '63, and then a couple of years later, there were still slaves in Texas. I believe it was Galveston, Texas, where the last uh, enslaved people were free um, in this country. So obviously, a huge moment um, for Black people. You have, you know, the Fourth of July. If you think about when that was put in place, we weren't free. So this was the day um, that we were technically free in this country. So definitely dope that it's a um, a federal holiday, um, definitely cool that we get to, um, you know, celebrate it and uh, educate the, the, the next generation on it. And uh, hopefully we, we continue to move forward, um, you know, obviously more than, you know, symbols and holidays and things, but actually putting things in action in place because it's a lot of words, a lot of things said, yeah. you know, you had fucking in racism in the back of the NFL um, end zone. They're still practicing, you know, race norming at the same time. So symbols are one thing, but we want to continue to move uh, progress forward. It's dope, though. Yeah, it seems it is very dope, by the way. But it seems like, you know, hypocritical situations have surrounded this particular conversation for a long, long time. And I think Juneteenth becoming something that we all celebrate is awesome. Like, yeah. I, I think anything that can bring people together, like I am all about. I think if you were to look at who watches and listens to our show, uh, you might, I think a lot of people would be astounded by because I, I like I feel like I've always been a unifier I, I don't know I just feel like I enjoy when everybody's getting along it's why I like flip cup over beer pong okay because I think <laughs> everybody can get in like that's just a, a, I like when everybody comes together and has a good time because mm -hmm. I truly believe like hey you don't live a long time on this particular rock it could end whenever and then as you learn more and more you're like okay I feel like we can help here I feel like we can change this a little bit we can get going and I think just acknowledging a lot of stuff which is what we have a lot of people have been forced 
force to kind of do uh, over the last year yeah. is dope. And I think as we move forward, I think we all need to realize, hey, we have a lot more in common, okay, than we have differences, but we need to change some things and make everybody's life as good as possible. And I just think that is really cool. I'm excited for Juneteenth weekend. And uh, Mayor Lightfoot actually in Chicago after burying the Arlington Bears yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. They um, just absolutely buried uh, the Arlington Bears yesterday. Today, she is taking $10 million out of the COVID relief uh, fund that they have, which, by the way, I think she's saying we beat COVID, too. So shout out out to us beating COVID. She said she's doing that. Uh, and then she's going to put it to work to end racism. I have no idea how that's going to work. <laughs> I, 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 are you, I, have, I don't know what that means. I, yeah, I don't, uh, are yeah. you paying everybody that is just a hateful person? I don't know how that works. But I think the best thing that we could do as a society to continue to grow is in those spots where, you know, there isn't a lot of white folks. And maybe the only white people that are ever seen throughout an entire life is in a bad fashion. And maybe in those spots in where we all doesn't just happen in the big cities by the way these are cities and towns all over the place if the only opportunity for success that you see on a regular basis is one that is whether it's crime operations or selling drugs or or gang gang related or anything like that there's a good chance that that is going to continue to be the standard because there's going to be drive there's going to be hey i want to make my life better i want to do that and when your only real thing to look up to for instance for me so my dad truck driver my mom a secretary no college graduates in the town that i grew up in our neighborhood by the way we didn't have any lawyers doctors anything like that all working class folks here you know and it wasn't until like i met uh one of my dad's friends was a professor named danny gray i met him one time he's a professor i saw his jacket i saw the car he wore I, i he was driving i like saw the way he operated a little bit that was when i was young i was like okay so there's how a professor that's how they make their living that's how they can live if you're a professor then I met my dad's boss for the first time when I was like a teenager and I saw this guy's house was huge and I was trying to see what he does to make his money whenever you have like a blueprint or an avenue or hope basically is all that it is you 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 tend to make better decisions and hopefully everything else kind of follows suit and I think in a lot of neighborhoods if we really want to end racism or or try to do this I think we have to provide opportunity and I think we have to get provide hope and I think whenever you see a player I think that's more important I think it's a big deal. I don't think racism is going anywhere. It's not about, you know, people not liking other people. It's about everybody really having a, um, you know, a fair opportunity. Hope. I think that's a big deal. And and you had Fred on yesterday. One of the things Fred always says, shout out to Freddie T., um, is uh, exposure leads to expansion. And and that's the truth. If you can see things, if you can feel it, touch it, um, you're more likely to reach those goals. But a lot of these uh, communities, a lot of these schools, um, you know, that hope and that opportunity isn't there. So that that needs to be fixed. I'm not as concerned with ending racism. I could give two shits if you like me or not. But as long as we have uh, the both, uh, both a fair opportunity, you know, in the same place that we're living, paying taxes, um, you know, I'm cool with that. Yeah, and I think, you know, aside from the, you know, you get profiled at a rate that we can never understand right yeah. and i think this is something that people are continuing to realize and that is something that exists too so i think acknowledging things that have happened by the way 
Okay, and this is not all broad paintbrush here, uh, whatever we're talking about everything. This isn't every single this, it isn't every single that, it isn't every single thing. These For are sure. just situations that have happened over a long, long time that we hope to change. But if that $10 million that Mayor Lightfoot's going is going to a incredible school district or incredible school that has great teachers or maybe a, a, a company that can give out great salaries in there that are employing only in areas. Because yeah. I think you just have to, I think people have to see something to be able to truly believe in no matter where you're at and when if all you see is one thing one thing one thing you're you're going to repeat that probably so i think there should be much more investment in opportunity i think in a lot of places i think go go to some of these grassroots organizations man where people are actually making changes they actually know the issues because the issues in pittsburgh completely different issues in la miami atlanta etc so if you put the money to people who are already boots on the ground and just help them scale whatever they whatever it is that they're doing, that's going to be much more uh, impactful than you just coming in writing a check and going to something that you know may not have any effect at all. Yeah, because there's always going to be people that try to take advantage of any situation, sure. even if it's supposed to be a great situation yeah. for everybody. And that's why, like, um, what Robert Mathis is doing yeah. with Dan with so the Gridiron Gang, mm-hmm. like he he's got. He's got kids that would never have an opportunity to go to these camps that are available, it seems like, everywhere else. And they're just in their training, and they're getting to talk to guys that have been there, done that, as opposed to maybe uh, their older brother or somebody else that is in, in the same street or neighborhood that is doing something completely different. But, by the way, still drives and Benzes and still has very nice cars, and that is success. Getting a chance to see, like, hey, this is what you can do. with. Let's do this. I just think I think that's that'd be dope if that's what Juneteenth – you know, really spurred like a conversation of how do we really try to bring this whole thing together? And it's not going to happen quick, okay? And there's always going to be hate. There's always going to be idiots. But I think, I don't know, I think, I might be wrong. Hey, might be wrong. But I think we have a chance to continue to get better and better and better. I oh, think yeah. we will. Yeah. I hope we will. There we go. So sure. have a great Juneteenth weekend. Wrapping that up, by the way. Hell on a Cell Sunday night. Yeah! Let's so let's have a good one. Huh? Let's have a good one. I, uh, But Darius, thank you for speaking on that, by the way. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. If uh, Connor starts speaking on that, everybody's like, oh, okay, look at the white <laughs> mustache <laughs> dude. Yeah, listen to that guy. <laughs> that guy can shut up. If Zito starts talking about, um, you know, that whole thing, people will be like, cool, but he's actually from Cuba. Okay, mm-hmm. if we get Foxy in there, Darius, we, I really appreciate that. And I, the other day, whenever it was signed in, uh, I wanted to like talk about it, you know, and I was like, be very, there'd be a rather large lack of self-awareness if I decided to <laughs> go at this thing alone. I just, I think at this point in life, we all kind of understand what's going on. Uh, but let's move along. I'm, I'm happy we did that though, D, but thank you for that. Yeah, I like it too, man. Uh, let's, let's talk about what's going on in our world. And to do that, let's call some people, huh? They okay, have some yeah. questions. Let's do it. Hammer down boys. How are you feeling back there? Uh, I, I'm getting a little nervous, to be honest with you, Pat. Oh, shit. Yeah. Why, is it because of the cleaning of the things, or what is it because of? No, I'm not worried about the loss. I, I just, I'm worried about not winning. Oh, okay, yeah, wow. yeah. So you don't really care about England at all. You're just worried about not winning. Uh, let's Correct. go to some phone calls. So we appreciate you guys back there. Let's go to uh, Eli in Michigan. Eli, what's going on, pal? Uh, not much. How are you? Just hanging out, Eli. What do you want to talk about? You're good. I just want to talk about the greatest college football player ever that's now becoming the greatest and will be the greatest tight end ever, Tim Tebow. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's do it, Eli. We like these conversations. What if after the first, what after the first L they take, he comes out and he goes, I promise to the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> nobody else will play as hard as me or anybody else in this league. 
they're going to go on speed of the rest of the year. Eli, yeah. you're 100% right. I mean, he gave that speech one time, and they did go win a national championship, and he does have a statue about him. Yeah. And I think that is potentially – Same coach. Two, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and people forget Same about coach. that. You know why they signed Tebow? Because Urban Meyer – had some of the greatest moments of his life when Tim Tebow was being Tim Tebow. Yeah. Is there a chance that there's a relationship involved there? I think so. But I think Fred Taylor yesterday said he's going to be on practice squad. Mm-hmm. Don't think anybody, it's going to take a little bit. But he liked him around. Fred Taylor, I think, really appreciated old Tim Tebow around yeah, he, time. He had glowing things to say about him. Great person. He said his energy, you know, being a leader, like that's infectious. That's why he's there. He didn't really make it seem like he was going to have a – Huge impact. White Vic, he said. Yeah, he, yeah. he said they he were calling him the it. White Vic in Jacksonville. Yeah, he did. He said they were calling him the White Vic oh, in Jacksonville. Oh, in high school. Yeah, yeah. when he was oh, coming yeah. out of high school. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was a real dude. He took, was Jacksonville always known for good uh, football, or did it, um, was he the one that kind of birthed Jacksonville into the whole thing? He's, he's the most popular player out of Jacksonville that I know, but he was, I mean, Tony Carter came out of there too, but he was, he was I mean, he was, he was a guy coming out of there. Who normally dominates? South Florida. South Florida. Yeah, sure. you guys. You, guys you got Dade County. You got Broward County, Palm Beach. We, we, we pretty much dominate down there. That's why I heard Tampa's got some teams around oh, here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, uh, go Boats. Go Boats. Go Boats, they're saying right down here. They got some teams. Uh, what would be the reaction in an NFL locker room if he came out and did the, uh, I'm going to work as hard and practice yeah, we, as hard as anybody? Well, you know, we've seen situations like this before, eating W's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've seen and heard yeah. the reaction. But he's at least playing. Like, if Tebow's on the practice squad giving, you know, speech, is about pushing everybody as hard as he can. Hey, okay, so this is exactly... You remember the kicker for Vandy? Yeah. Okay. Giving the speech at halftime. Yeah, I appreciate her going out and doing it. It's not easy to kick. This is awesome. Anytime you're the first person to ever do something in the history, it is legendary. Allegedly, she gave a speech at halftime, and I would, I would applaud her for that. That it takes much more courage than I've ever had. Punter on the team, I'm not giving a speech ever, okay? I understand that. Tim Tebow, if he's on practice squad... I think he gives a speech. He's Tim Tebow, okay? A little bit of self-awareness there, uh, but I don't know if he gets the boys going or not. I'm not so sure if he gets the boys going. That'd be tough. That'd be tough. Yeah. He comes in I mean, and guys so- probably just start calling him coach, even while he's yeah. playing. You know, it's like, oh, hey, we yeah, know you stink. Right, polo. Coach, you got it, coach. Put him in a polo. <laughs> yeah. Vinatieri, when rookies would come in, the things that would be said, what is that sound? There was a growl in there. Is we that a video? A we have a guest here. What? Hello? Yeah, that did sound like a video of AJ. Like, uh, I heard a little smirk. Uh, It sounded like he was breathing and smirking at the same time, talking about... How many times have you heard that this week? How is it going down there, dude? Look at that. That is the first time I've heard that, Pat. Sorry, my Raycons won't connect through FaceTime, so I'm just here going through the phone. I hope it's all right for you. Yeah, you're fantastic. You got a great hat on there. What's that? uh, What is a little Buckeye sun cap you got? Did everybody get this? Is this like a gift bag you got immediately upon arriving at this land cruise you are? Yeah, absolutely. It's part of the the swag bag. And I know when you called in, when I was uh, hosting your show for you, you had one of these guys on. So I figured I'd do it to uh, to honor you a little bit. Hey, I appreciate that. And by the way, that was the day that Carson Wentz was uh, traded to the Indianapolis Colts on that exact day. Do you have any news like that to break? Have you gotten a little loose down there with the Buckeyes and texted Aaron? And do you know any news? I do not know any news. Has anything happened? I've been kind of out of it the last couple of days. Hey, I want to let you know, literally nothing has happened. Only we were the news for one day. We were the The news. news. We We were were the children 
Uh, Jay Glazer said that he knows Aaron Rodgers still wants out. That became big news, but that came just a couple days after you and James Jones said it was fixable, and both can be true, but the world reacted as if they couldn't be. It's an insane time. How is this thing you're at over there, though? We saw a vid- oh, oh, wow. It's <laughs> worse. Screenshot it. Just we were, just, uh, were we just talking to somebody in Germany the other day? Yeah. yeah. Perfect connection. We were talking to somebody in London. Somehow, AJ in Ohio, and now on a land cruise somewhere no connection welcome back aj great to have you how has this been has it been crazy we saw one video what has it been like down there it's been good man i mean we they've had and this is the 14th year they've done it and so now this year it was supposed to be february got canceled so now they moved it to now now it's it's basically the whole cruise just took over a hotel here and they do the same kind of things it's it's been good man last night alone in the the auction thing they did they raised 917k already and we still have more nights to go. So all right, uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I mean, he broke up throughout all of that, but your audio <laughs> did get through there. 917,000 <laughs> last night, and there's still a few more days. We have one video. We're going to roll this now. Is this just every room you walk into? Is this what it's like? Well, I'm not 100% sure. We'll run this video. Do we have it? finding it right now. Okay, we got to get it. We have to get this yeah, video. Gotta sing it. We saw one video. It was a shot of an entire conference hall, basically, like a room in a hotel, and it looked like it was 90 to 100 Hundred year olds <laughs> in one room, all doing the O H I O. O H I O. That's what it is. That's what this whole week is, man. It's all that. But there's not. It's not just like. There's all. There's a range of people here, man. It's not just old people here. Yeah. Uh, so we must have seen the uh, senior senior council hall yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Nine hundred and seventeen thousand last night. What charity is this going to? And are you just at events all day? Is that what you're doing? Is there just auctions and meet and greets and conferences all day? There's different kind of like fun things that they do. Yeah. And they, there's all different ways that they raise money. But yeah, I got some stuff coming up here later. We were in the the pool earlier with my kids, and now they're actually right inside trying to, to lay down for a little bit. So I'm out here. I'm trying to still have picking up the Wi-Fi, but I knew that the, not, the not connection would probably be pretty poor. <laughs> yeah, so you're in between the connection and the cell service. Uh, it's, you know, it's a bad spot, but we appreciate you calling from this land cruise you're on. You were in the pool this morning. You pee in there? Everybody's just pissing in that pool? No, I did not pee in there, but actually we were. my kids were in the hot tub, and I was sitting outside watching them. I don't know why. It's 8,000 degrees, and they all wanted to sit in the hot tub, and I look over and Axel has his pants down peeing in the bush right next to the hot tub. So I don't know how much longer we'll be here. Yes. <laughs> oh, H, they're screaming. <laughs> oh, H, they're screaming. Um, okay, do you got to do Q&As? What are these events you have to do? Do you have to sign autographs? Do you do a show? Are you singing? Do you do a show? Oh. Are you dotting the eye over there? Are you doing the I'm not singing, but people have sang. Your, your guy, uh, Jack Muhort, is here, and he gave one of Jack. the greatest, I, I believe it was Kelly Clarkson, uh, karaoke performances three or four years ago on the boat that people still talk about. So what do you guys do? You, all, you guys all just get boozed up and make bad decisions in the name of charity? Uh, I mean, yeah, give or take a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is, I think. God, it's great to hear you. Yeah, it's yeah. great. We have missed you. Go ahead. Go Does eight? Well, I was just supposed to trade you. Do you know, are you aware of the fifteen thousand dollar bet going on at three o'clock today? 
No, I'm not. What happened? What's going on? Okay, so immediately following the Foxy flick that's debuting in 35 minutes at youtube.com forward slash hammered down, there's a watch along for the England-Scotland game Euros. You know how much we cover that, AJ. Hey, you know oh, how much we wait. cover I've been dialed into that down here. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. I'm happy that the Ohio State Buckeye faithful have kept you updated on what's going on in Europe. Nobody would have guessed that about Ohio people, by no. the way. Very, very, very pumped about that. The, um, the England-Scotland first half money line, if England England wins, the Hammered Down boys win like 10, 11 grand or whatever. If they lose, if England loses the first half against Scotland, they have to clean the entire office. Gumpy didn't sleep last night because of this thing. Diggs is starting to get nervous. It's a big time thing around here. Well, so who, wait, what has, what's the first half money line though? What has to happen? Uh, just whoever wins. Yeah. Oh, who do you guys have? Well, Gumpy, Diggs, and everybody has England, obviously, because it's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. Isn't Ronaldo going to win it all anyway with Portugal? Yeah, he's the highest scoring uh, human in the history of scoring in this tournament, I think, in Europe or whatever, over 300 goals or something like that. It's unbelievable. He'd never be touched. I don't know how he's still playing. It's probably because he drinks so much water. But, Gumpy, didn't you have a question for AJ on why he was pulling for scotland no aj knows it's coming home he texted me last night he knew all about this he said it's coming home don't worry pal did he wow. aj wow. yeah well because gump knows we're past the first round so there's no more caginess happening between the teams we're gonna go all out we're gonna try to win these games by a bunch right good soccer. that's why we're on yeah. first half money line aj we need a goal early let's go we're good soccer. let's go man no caginess no boringness gump let's get him going hey let's get him playing out yeah, there Let's flop. Let's make sure we flop, and then we have like 82 extra minutes that nobody knows about. Let's do it. Man. It's, awesome. it's coming home. It's coming home. So, what do you guys? How many songs do you got to know over there, AJ? Good soccer analysis, by the way. Did you guys have to know? Like, obviously, you have to know the uh, what's that called? The uh, alma mater thing. The, uh, the fight song. The fight song. You're probably singing that a lot. Obviously, the OH. That's happening a lot down here, yeah. And unfortunately, I can't escape you, too, because a lot of people like to ask me about you. And there's players. You know, Boom Heron's here. He asked hey, about love, love, Boom. Love, Jack hey, Boom York, part. All these guys. And then obviously, a lot of the people that are here attending, they love you and they love what the boys do and everything. And they're excited about, about what you've been doing and what you have up to. They, you know, people have a lot of questions about you, Pat. You know that. I'm sure the boys get asked all the time, too. Yeah, well, listen. OH, dude. Okay. Yeah, they, they, would, they would probably give it back to you. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's because they're a proper representation. No, it's just they don't know you well enough to not give it back. No. Jesus Christ. I just got a text. It's insane. Hey, here it is. Any chance uh, Fort Lauderdale legend Chris Gamble made it out there? Oh, man, I wish. Gamble, do you know Gamble? He disappeared. Like, Coach Tressel can't even get a hold of him. He's doing his own thing. I don't know what he's got going on, but Gamble's the man. I wish he was here. He would be awesome. Look at this. Is this where you are? Where are you in this? Are you just are you just sitting at tables the entire time while people are chanting OHIO? I, I honestly don't know. This has to be the biggest. I can't exactly see it. It's so bright out here. But there's like, there like an opening ceremonies type night where you announce and run up on stage and throw stuff in the crowd, and then they just kind of welcome everybody and do a bunch of stuff. Who's all there? You guys got Pryor there? Claret? Pryor's not. Zeke's here. My kids got Zeke's autograph today. We had a little autograph signing, so oh, they're excited. Nice. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of people here. Everybody's got that. Looks like a blast, AJ. Are you doing drugs? 
<laughs> no, not, we're not smoking dope down here, Pat. We need you for that, I guess. Well, I'll tell you what. If I was down there, they, they would need to bring in at least uh, three, four pounds, I think, to get through. You're down there all week. It's a week thing, huh? Yeah, it's like four, yeah, four or five days, I think, pretty much. That's what it usually is. That is a long time. Is, is Greg Oden there? It is. Ooh. Greg Oden is not here right now. Should he God. be? He probably. I mean, yeah, honestly, he, he probably should invite that guy. He's he's awesome. What's that guy? What? You got beef with Greg Oden, dude? What's your problem with Greg? Oden? No, he's. I see Greg around Columbus. The dude's awesome. He he walks around uh, this place where I, the, the country club where I take my kids to swim. He plays golf there a lot. And that dude walking around, obviously, he sticks out a bit in Columbus, Ohio, walking around the golf course. He's nine feet tall. Zeno's trying to play charades with me. Uh-oh. Oh. Boom. Shohei Otani is competing what? in this year's home run derby. Yeah! Let's go! Let's go, Otani! We gave, away, we gave away tickets to the home run derby. We were trying to cook our way into getting our own section, basically, in the outfield of the home run derby. Now the greatest player of all time is going to enter in the home run derby. Let's go! Yeah, yeah, go. Where, the, where's the all-star game? It's in Denver, dude. They got they got a lot of dope out there for oh, us. So they're gonna be, and they got that air where they're going to be bombing. Oh, yeah. You think Shohei's going to win? Yes, he's going to win. Oh, what are we even talking about? This is one of those things like Bryce Harper won when it was in D.C. and the hair, and it was a big moment. Shohei's going to win because this is his year. This is his I'm the greatest baseball player of all time time. He's going to hit dong shots yeah. out there. We're going to catch him. What was that, Z? So apparently he dropped a highlight film for this, like a big hype video. I don't think this show is it, my guy. Let's go. This is the guy. Yeah, I would love this Pat, guy. You know, if, if he made a highlight film, you know he's winning for sure in your mind. What's, well, aren't you supposed to be on some stupid propaganda celebration right now? What, what are you even, why are you negative right now? Well, we, I'm not negative. I'm just saying we know how you are swayed by, by good editing and any kind of workout vid slash like highlight reel that, that that's all you need for you. I, and you're no, all in. I, I do this with the editing. I can see it. I can spot it out. That's a fake. <laughs> that's a fake. I can do that. Don't you worry about that. But if it is legit and they're doing something that is freakish, I'm all in. And guess what Shohei Otani does? freakish stuff hey. i'm all in i can't wait to be at the home run derby i can't wait to be there i can't wait are you really gonna go well i, I say it now you know probably not but maybe let's say uh, let's open it it's on a monday i it believe we, we've looked into it we have looked into this for real uh gonna try to make it happen i believe it's the first week of potential live events as well for Ooh. wwe if we can make that happen mm. as well what were you gonna say though ty i saw something negative coming out of your mouth i think no uh, i just yeah. remembered where we were thinking about sitting and then i remembered uh, tawny's left-handed so you know he's gonna be having to hit some oppo bombs for us really to I hey, it's possible i did see you get a little negative over yeah, there immediately upon this and your thought was like oh no we gotta change section yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thought we're gonna we gotta change section over here um aj what do you have uh what do you have next uh, aside from the kids nap anything cool or is it time uh, for us to get to a break i'm about to piss my pants Oh, you can do whatever you want, man. It's your show. But, yeah, we have <clears throat> I have some stuff coming up later this afternoon and tonight. So we have a Survivor game, it's called. I don't know exactly what we're doing. I don't know if it's like the TV show, but we're with some game where we all are on teams tonight. You know, General Bob's here. Schlegs is here. Schlegs pumped the crowd up last night, did these quick cows <laughs> that they used to do at Ohio State, and everyone gets going. You know, Schlegs, that's his job. Like he's He is the man at getting people juiced and getting them ready to go. What are you doing? The quick uh, the quick jump? Uh, jump oh, H. H. Uh, oh. oh. Let's go. Is that what you guys are? Oh, H, I, O, O, H, H, O, H, I, O. We're going front to back four times. Everyone clap again. One big O, H, I, O. Is that what you guys do like after the warm-up stretch sesh? No, they did something. They started when I left with a different strength coach came in. They do this whole, they call it quick cows. I don't know if Urban's going to take it to Jacksonville with them or not, but they did it here and people seem to love it. Why are you turning that on? 
Still HIO. No, no, yeah, I'm trying to find out what the quick cow is, though. You're, oh. You were kind of stepping on it there. It was actually, like, I was actually trying to find out what it was because this is probably what you guys do in practice, right? After the stretch, before the stretch, before practice, what is it? You And I like that you said, I, I like that you said, I didn't do this, by the way. I like that you, well, there's no way they were going to get me to do this. Uh, entire teams are forced to do this stuff, by the way. I mean, we've all seen the videos. No, it's cool. I'm, I'm okay with it. I like it. I just, they didn't, the strength coach when I was there, we didn't do it. They, they brought it on after me, so I don't really even know how to do it but Schlegs was a time so he takes everybody through it what is it though what did Schlegs look like while doing it's, it oh you know he bends over and he blows the whistle and you just gotta know these movements where you're like up down up down what clap 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 all this stuff you gotta memorize it and when everyone does it together it's an impressive thing to watch so you guys are trying to do the Ohio Haka sure yeah that's exactly what it is I think. yeah I can re I can respect that <laughs> I, I really can good luck down there we appreciate you calling in do you feel like you're I watch a lot of documentaries on cults do you think you're at like a cult convention right now? Do you feel like you're potentially a part of it? Yeah, it is. It, it, it's a, but a good cult if that thing exists. But you know how a cult goes. There's usually one leader that gets to sleep with all the people. So we don't have that here at least. Uh, and as long as we don't have that, I think it's going to be a good cult. Okay, it's yeah, good, good news. Oh, wait. Yeah, religion. Yeah, there's some definitely people who would love to give it back to you down here. The, yeah, okay. But not, not to everybody, though. They don't like give it back uh, to everybody, though. Well, the Branch Davidians also thought they had a pretty sweet gig, AJ. So, yeah, you know. They did. Maybe. Until David Crest started banging all of them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Sounds like AJ Crest is coming out to play is that what you're there, doing huh? is that why you're leading the chance down there and everything like that you're trying to become Koresh of the Buckeye I mean he he did have a lot of power didn't he I I think within one little trailer park yeah he could shred yeah. Max I know that yeah he could play like goddamn guitar and he was good at running too yeah he could run really well mm -hmm. guy was a great writer never saw it though it's Burned up in flames. Damn shame. <laughs> Rest in peace to everybody out there. Hopefully nothing like that happens either, obviously, at your cult. But I'm happy it's a good cult. Ladies and gentlemen. Good cult. Calling from the Ohio State Buckeye cult charity event <laughs> that they have every single year. 917,000 raised last night, I think, for cancer research, I believe. I, if I looked up the right thing or not. Or, and more money on the way. A.J. Hawk, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah! Hey, A.J. Ah! All right, that's the show. We appreciate everyone who watches, listens, follows along, tweets at us, you name it. You guys are the best. Go check out Foxy's newest vlog, uh, Mr. Friday Night on the YouTube. He's always giving away money or prizes, all that kind of stuff. Hashtag end of pod squad. Send us a picture of where you guys listen to the show. We'll continue to be sending money to random people all summer. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there and everyone who is celebrating Father's Day this weekend. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Monday. Cheers. <laughs>